three, two, one, now, and I believe we're live. Welcome to another installment of the Cool Kids Table. You can find all the episodes on the Cool Kids Table Podcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on the Cool Kids Table Podcast, Twitter, the Cool Kids Pod. My guest today is an old friend of mine, Amber Pixiao. She's already in here, so let's just get the ball rolling. Cool. And she's in here. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for joining me. You look lovely today. Oh, thank you. How are you? Very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, cheers. So I, I got wine. I bought wine so I could have a drink with her virtually. A nice Chardonnay, eh? A nice Chardonnay because nice. she's French and she's yeah. drinking water. Last time she was drinking vodka and I was drinking water because it was over April. So The tables have turned. The turned tables. Yeah. Um, and you made a good point. You said you're a terrible French girl. Pay me like one of your French, French girls like Leo, but you, you said you're a terrible French girl. Terrible French person. I don't drink wine. I don't know. I mean, I know something about wine, but I don't know a lot. Um, yeah, don't drink wine. Don't, you know, don't like strong cheese. Terrible French person. I'm, I'm terrible Mexican. I don't like tequila. <laughs> I, like tequila. I, I mean, honestly, I'll take whiskey over anything. Okay. As far as alcohol, you know, I'll take a good beer, but. I don't like tequila. Like I'll have a margarita on a rare occasion just when it's like, you know, something different. Like Cinco de Mayo yesterday, I was like, should I make some margaritas? And I was like, nah. Like, and people tell me like, oh, you know, how do you make a good margarita? Because I used, you know, used to bartend. And I'm like, skip all that. Get yourself a nice whiskey. <laughs> and they're like, really? I'm like, it's not for me. I can't really recommend stuff like that when I don't drink it. I was always yeah. that type of bartender. I'd be like, dude, I, I have my guy over here. He's an expert at this kind of thing. He'll like, not that I want to help you, but I'm going to lead you the wrong path. So I'd rather be honest with you. For sure. I understand that. So that's why when you said that, I was just like surprised, but also respected. Like, okay, okay. I'm the same way. So I can't really knock her on it, but I yeah. should have asked before. <laughs> I should have asked like, hey, what are you going to drink? Because uh, like, I'll grab some wine. It'll be a French theme. I, yeah, I wanted to drink some vodka, but um, I don't want to kill my fast. And like, I swear... I'm like, I've been doing good. I'm like, and I was, that's what I was planning on drinking, but I started my fast two hours ago. Okay. What well, are you doing? The, you said IF, intermittent, intermittent fasting? Yeah, I'm trying to do uh, 8-16. Okay. Eight hours, 16 hours. So it's, it's that? tough. Uh, yeah, it's tough. The first week, like it was, the beginning of the first week was good. And then Sunday was really hard. I wanted sugar. So. Yeah. Um. BC times before quarantine, I was doing uh, both keto and OMAD at the same time, one meal a day with keto. So I was doing like eight uh, lettuce wrap tacos, which are amazing, or cheese, actually cheese shell tacos. And I wasn't working out per se, but I was running and exercising a little bit. And I lost like 10 pounds and people were like, what are you doing? I was like, it's water. Um, I only eat one meal a day, like it was around 4 p.m. And it was a big, huge meal, huge meal. Yeah. And for me, at least it was working. People told me like, aren't you hungry? I was like, not really. Cause I would stuff myself. So by midnight or whatever, when it was kind of hunger time, I'd go to sleep and then wake up and just have like, honestly, honestly, like 48 ounces of water, like within 10 minutes of being up. And that would last me throughout the day. Yeah. 
And then round two, I would get kind of hungry, but I knew if I ate too early, then I'd be hungry like at 10 p.m. And so it was kind of weird, but now um, I, I started being more, um, taking better care of myself this past weekend because I was like, dude, quarantine is not an excuse to like let go, you know? No, plus we have so much time. That's kind of how I felt too. My first month of quarantine, I was like eating, like whatever, take out all the time. And I mean, I have a really bad like eating habits to begin with. But during the quarantine that it really, it showed me, I'm like, I have so much time on my hands. I should be doing something. Today, no lie. Well, this week, I'm telling you, this week was a week where this is my sixth week. I think we kind of talked about it last time when you were on for a little bit. This is my sixth week full-on quarantine. So today's Wednesday. Today's the hump day of my sixth week. I One of my challenges for the year was read 16 books. I was at zero at the end of April, and I was like, dude, this cannot be possible. Like, I only got eight months left, and I've read nothing. So yeah. I got to read two books a month to catch up. That's and good. so I read a book on Monday. Uh-huh. And then today I read a book start to finish. And then one of my other challenges was run 367 miles. So I was like, dude, I'm way behind on that. So I did four miles today. So I'm like, okay, if I could do this every day for like the next week, I might be okay. And then just kind of, yeah, like probably still be behind, but at least be working on it because the water one is cool. The meditation one, I, I kind of enjoy. So like an escape, the water is just second nature. Like I tell you, the challenge was 65 and I'm doing like 48 within 15 minutes of being awake. So it's kind of second nature. I have it right here. Another 24 ounces before. Yeah. And so far, so good, but you said something about craft beer. I want you to talk about craft beer. Like, what do you drink? Uh, IPAs, West Coast IPAs, or hazy IPAs. East Coast IPAs are very good, too. Um, yeah, I love uh, favorite beer. I mean, I want to say Blind Pig from Russia. Oh, hell yeah, that's my, okay. Well, Pliny and Blind Pig. Yeah, I was like, oh, Pliny's so good, but Blind Pig's like, it's always like, which one's better? Yeah, uh, what I always say, like, obviously, Pliny is harder to get. Mm-hmm. So I'll have Blind Pig. But if Pliny is available, I'm going to have a, a Pliny. A Pliny? And then also um, Citra. Oh, Citra was one that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And fuck, I, I honestly, I, to this day, because people are like, oh, it's just a phase. You're going to get out of it. Like, sours were a phase. And, you know, kind of low-key hazies are in right now. So that's what everybody's drinking. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, if I go Craft Beer King, shout out to Craft Beer Kings. Only you can see this, but I still support my homies. Nice. There's a Bernie sticker. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> craft Beer Kings in El Monte. Um, good friends of mine. They'd always stock up. They'd save Pliny for me, Blind Pig for me, Citra. And oh, so, good. yeah, you know, so when I go there, it's kind of all love. Like, hey, try this. And let me try different things. But I'm like, I'm an IPA guy. You know, if I'm going to pay 10, 12, fucking 22 bucks for a, a four pack, I'm going to drink something that I enjoy. And so they always kind of like, sometimes they'll shoot me free beer because like we're boys. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I know what I like at this point. I'll take a, a great sour from here and there, but the thing kind of picky with sours because it, they're so hit or miss, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a lot of very light bodied sours and they like, they're super tart, but it just, it doesn't, you know, like, it doesn't hit right. And then you have like really heavy body sours and those are good, but they're, they'll put you on your ass. You have to yeah. find like, a balance yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then i was thinking actually because a friend told me what's that beer that we used to drink at your spot where we used to work and then i was like naughty sauce i already knew without him naughty i was like Dude, if maybe two weeks ago he was texting me and he goes where can i get that i was like i honestly i don't think they can it i don't think anybody's i don't know you know i've been out of the loop i was like that's a you great know what? Beer. i was looking 
no, where did I see it? I saw it somewhere. I forget. But I don't know if they can it. But I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, God, the naughty sauce and naughty bombs. We used to do, let's do it. That's, that was so stupid. We I used to do naughty bombs for St. Patrick's Day. The first time I did it, you gave, you, you gave it to me. No way. Yeah, you did. I remember because I had it like really early on when I started working at 38. And, and I'm pretty sure you, you were the one bartending. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was a great idea, but a terrible idea because that was such a good beer. It's not like Guinness where it's just like, eh, hey, whatever, let it go down the drain. It was like an enjoyable, enjoyable beer too. It's good. Yeah. It was the best of times. It was the worst. Of it was the best of times. The worst of times. <laughs> the best of times for sure. Yeah, it was. I, uh, I, I love craft beer IPAs all the way for sure. What's your favorite brewery? Like, a- um, I really liked. Well, I mean, I have been off the game for a really long time, but at Same. the time. I really, I was really into Mumford a lot, and then Green Cheek just started coming out. I think he was he was with uh, Noble. I think he was with Noble, okay. and then he opened his own brewery, and that was really good too. But uh, favorite brewery? I mean, honestly, I'm gonna like be super basic and say Russian River, just I'll because it. it's classic. It's a standard. Oh, so yeah. good. That's you know? my favorite. It's from Row to Hill Fifty Six, yes. Blind Pig. Pliny. I went to their brewery. And the, have you? I haven't been. That's on my bucket list. You have to do it. It's awesome. First of all, it's super affordable for like the mecca that it is. Like you would think that they would be charging these crazy prices. They don't. It's super affordable and like you, you can buy their beers. I think up, at the time when I went, a Pliny bottle was either $5 or $7. I think it was five. Wow. It was five bucks. Yeah. yeah. And you can just take as many as you want. And they have a crazy taster. Like they have 20, it's like a 20 taster Dang. of like all their beers. It's huge. Uh, it's definitely on the to-do list uh, post-corona. That's what I've been doing. Like, what am I going to do? I don't want to go back to the grind of 50, 60 hours a week. Like I need to enjoy life. This one thing, honestly, I was writing it down today. It was like, today was such a good day. Even though I did quote unquote nothing, I ran like fucking for an hour not really an hour four miles i drank my water i read a whole book i'm like this should be a standard day of living you know i shouldn't have to worry about like well i I gotta go work fucking eight hours from now so it's not about the money it's about the comfort like i gotta figure something out where i could have like two three days off to be able to enjoy life you know yeah like think about how much better our world would be if like you know obviously like let's put money aside like yeah we need to work to make money but if people were able to do what they their soul like strives for and what fulfills them, you know, in so many different ways every day. And they can master that and that become a routine instead of like slaving away, Yeah, you know, and like doing the nine to five and like, you know, just like the daily routine that we're also accustomed to. If we got to do things that like fulfilled us spiritually every day, like, you know, just things that like feed your soul and make you happy. Dude, the world would be such a better place. I completely agree. <laughs> and, I, and I've been thinking about that because I was like, this is kind of a forced vacation. So it didn't seem enjoyable at the beginning, you know? And then now yeah. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to do for the not foreseeable future, but this is what I'm doing. How can I make this enjoyable? And yeah. so I'm doing the things that I, obviously not the things I'd love to do, you know, can't go out fucking watch a, baseball game can't go out to a Laker game can't go out so okay that's over and done with but what can I do so I just kind of been that's what I'm telling you like this past weekend I was just kind of how can I use this time wisely because I realized back in the day talking about two months ago how I was just wake up work 12 hours spend time with family friends you know still enjoyable but it always felt like 
a routine, if you will, like where, sure. and then dealing with traffic and then dealing with bills. And then I can't do this because I got to go to work that day. I can't, you know, just kind of like, well, why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know if everybody's going through that or maybe cause I've been quarantined for so long now where I'm like, I need to break that norm. I don't know. I'm not like everybody. I know everybody's not the same. I'm not like them. They're not like me, but I'm like, I don't want to go back to a routine. I need to figure something out to be able, like I said, not about the money, but the comfort, just enjoy life. Like, yeah. Work four days, 10 hours if that's the case, but still have those two, three days off to just do what I did today, which was beautiful, but. Oh yeah, no, we're not, we, we're total, sorry, we're total slave. You know, it's like, you think about it because, uh, oh yeah, no, I totally feel you. And it, you know, like there's a lot of like crazy, really sad shit going on out in this world, you know, and these people are sick, but in, an, in another way, I think it makes people like reprioritize and see life from a very different lens you know whatever that may be you know whether it's like being more hygienic and like social distancing and being more aware of our surroundings and you know being proactive and making sure that the people around us don't get sick which i'm sure like is going to leave definitely a mark on our on like our society and the way that we just coexist with each other but also like we took time off to just you know we're at home we're not doing anything we're kind of getting to know ourselves and like you know not being selfish and being like oh this is like vacation time quarantine it's like but we are forced to be home all day like we need to you know entertain ourselves and keep ourselves busy and i'm sure a lot of people have like picked up a craft or like done some like self-awareness and like some soul searching or being like i don't take care enough of myself which is something you and i have both come through you know so it's i think it's there's there's you know a little bit of positive in the quarantine even though you know it's not a positive experience but some at least you know some things have come out of it well said and i just hope that you know i i, I do spend too much time on my phone I, i've been cutting that out because i always tell already dms are open so i'll get an influx of messages and then I don't want it to stop, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I got to put an hour wait for this. Cause as soon as I start replying to the messages, the messages I'm replying to start replying to me. And so it's like, it, it doesn't stop. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this all day. So I said, okay, I'm gonna spend 30 minutes on this. Whoever I get to, I get to uh -huh. the next day I'll do 30 minutes. And then I'm just like, now it's like two questions, you know, cause like they replied to something then I posted something else. They replied to that, or they brought up something I had posted in the past that they felt they listen to an old episode. They're like, hey, what did you think? I'm like trying to keep things together. I'm like, dude, why am I so obviously it's helped the show grow, right? Because of the interaction. But at the same time, I'm like, I am stuck on my phone because good and bad, you know, I like having that interaction, but at the same time, I need to get away from it. And so that's why today I just it was 98 degrees. I left my phone inside and I went outside and I was miserable because I said, Remember, you used to work the field, you used to fucking you did landscaping, you worked in a warehouse with no ac and it was 110 like don't get comfortable like that's what i've been telling myself don't get comfortable being comfortable you know you got to put yourself in those situations so um they actually text me like where are you and i was like in the front yard They're like it's like 98 degrees i'm like i know i'm i'm feeling it but it was one of those things at least for me where i had to put myself there and just be like you know what don't use the phone because i know it, it is addicting i know it is because i who doesn't love hearing, hey, man, episode yada yada was fucking amazing. I loved it. I've been sharing it with my friends. Like, it does make you feel some sort of like, oh, yeah. cool, thank you. You appreciate it is the word, I guess. I was like, thank you. But then you get stuck in that loop. And I was just like, you know what? I cannot live off this. So I need to 
do what I have to do in order to, you know, continue to, I guess, grow as a person. So I just like, you know what, starting today, I'm gonna spend 30 minutes, I spend 30 minutes. And sure enough, like, it just keeps coming. So I'm like, you know what, I was right. So let's just get away from it. And luckily, I finished the book. It was crazy. I, I... Well, congrats. Thank you. It was a good book. But good. Um, what did you read? Uh, the Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Okay. A Vietnam War book. Okay. Like the things they carried, like essentially like the, the things they carried, you know, like, oh, this was three pounds. This was, but also all the weight on their shoulders. You know, the, these guys were 17, 18. The first person they killed, you know, they would carry that the rest of their life. It's a great book. Highly recommend it to anybody listening. And yeah, so I already have, I actually just got my other book starting this tomorrow morning, The Road by Cormac McCarthy. It's a sci-fi book, post-apocalypse. Nice. And I said, fuck it, 260 pages. And I said, I'm not going to be that guy to look for a 130-page book just so I can get to the challenge. I said, so, you know, like what I said, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Not familiar with it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it goes. Yeah, sure, for sure. So that's cool. Nice. How, how are you staying busy? Um, well, been doing a lot of working out too. Um, just picked up some craft. I know we talked about that last time. I did like this Bernie jacket. I kind of finished it, kind of not. Um, even though he dropped out of the race, um, still I still finished it though. It's okay. Um, and yeah, and then I uh, I was telling you I picked up tarot cards, um, and then I was just like I've always had that on my on my list. Like I have to I have to learn and just kind of pick up the cards and see what it's all about. And it's it's actually I'm getting it pretty quickly. So explain that to me as a novice, like, so tarot cards are, uh, I mean, they call it like divination cards. It's not necessarily fortune telling. It's more like a guidance. It's like a, a way to guide you. Um, you ask a questions and then, you know, you shuffle your cards and then cut the, the deck in whatever way you feel comfortable. Like they have different ways to do it. And, uh, yeah, you, you, then you have different spreads, um, like past, present, future, you have ones that kind of go more into details, but uh, the deck is separated in like four, like, it's like four, like, it's like the cup, the wands, the cups, the swords, and then the, um, the pentacles, which are coins, and they all just represent different things. So, yeah, it's a lot, <laughs> like rambling about the cards. Go ahead. Um, and but, how do you practice that? Do you practice upon yourself or with friends? Yeah, so I kind of started doing readings. Like, first, you have to know every single card. Every single card represents something different, whether it's, like, emotions or feelings, money. Um, and then, you know, cards can also be upright or reversed, so they have different meanings. Usually, it's the opposite meaning. It's not necessarily bad to have reverse cards. A lot of people think like that, but it's not. Um, so, yeah, I started doing readings on myself and just my mom, you know, just, like, easy stuff. And then I kind of graduated over and I would text my friend and be like, Hey, do you want to do a reading? Just tell me a question and I'll like look a picture, look at the picture of you and then shuffle the cards and then just try to answer your questions. And uh, yeah, some stuff that would come in the past and present to the cards were really accurate situation of like what my friends were going through at the time. It was cool. Okay. Um, side story, three times in my life, three different people like, quote unquote witches quote unquote okay. practice uh this type of thing have told me that i died young that's why i'm like 
childish in a way like not you're not immature but that's why you're always so happy and go lucky because your soul is a young soul like you died uh-huh. young like as a happy child so you carry that with it's weird because the first time i just took it like whatever and then one time it was on the second time it was on the bus so that was kind of trippy like huh i've heard this before from and this the first person um i'm sure people know this israel my compadre he was on episode 117 and the two-parter last week his cousin came from australia with his girlfriend we went up to san francisco and she told me that the first time right second one was a few years later on a bus i was take, just random had a couple talk hands got on the bus and went to downtown la just to sightsee as a little touristy thing some lady complete stranger uh tells me that again i was just like you know that's when i was like oh that's a bit trippy and then third time was maybe now maybe three years ago i was working at a restaurant some lady came in pick up a phone order and she tells me like straight up like never met the lady never nothing and just told me like you're a young soul and i was like oh cool <laughs> you know like she goes you died young that's why you're you're, you're always happy go lucky and i was like i guess i don't know she's like yeah you like enjoy this life you know this is going to be a li- long fruitful life but it's because you died young, so you carry that with you. And I was like, I, I just take it like, okay, like I don't say dismiss it, but I don't like, okay, this you know three times the charm. But I was just curious, curious because that's kind of uh, an odd situation to be in. Yeah, so, so I mean, they say some psychics can read like your past life, and they say your past life can heavily affect you know your current life and what happens to you, and so yeah crazy and mm-hmm. i i don't mean to knock it right but i'm just kind of not a, like a firm believer in that kind of thing but it's i just kind of give it its credit uh good friend of mine recently probably in the last year she's all spiritual and all that good and i used to be very religious and then i left religion altogether so i just kind of explained to her like i don't believe in anything like i need concrete proof and she's like, no, it's not what you believe. It's what's there. And I was like, okay, respectful. You, 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 got, you, got, you, got, you know how to back up your thing, so like cool. That. And so then I don't believe in this, right? But she gave me an obsidian stone. And she said, this is you. You know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is what he needs in his life. So she gave it to me. I, I don't believe in prayer. But when my friends, my Christian Catholic friends would tell me, I prayed for you. I'm like, thank you, because I know that's a big deal to them, right? I'm like, hey, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I want good things to happen to you. I really, really appreciate it. Even though I don't believe in it, I'm very grateful that they thought of me, you know. And so when she gave me that, I was like, that's very fucking kind of you because although I don't believe in you, in it, you really, really do. And so the fact that you bought me a gift in order to protect me, uh, guide me, and give me all these things in abundance, like that I'm grateful for because you, th- you get me? So I don't dismiss it completely. And I do carry it when I get like, that's one of my... Uh, you know, you have your wallet, keys, uh, car, what is it? wallet, keys, um, phone, that the fourth one now is my obsidian stone. And it's crazy because nobody knows about it. I'm, this is the first time I share it with anybody else, but it's just, I respect it in the sense that I'm like, I don't believe in it, but if it's that valuable to you, like, then it should hold some value, you know, even if it's just like on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. Obsidian's good. It's good crystal to have. I have, I have a bunch of crystals too. When I meditate, I use them. Um, and you meditate as well. Yeah, I meditate, and then um, I it's it's amazing what meditation does. It, it really is. Today I read a great quote by Sam Harris, and I was too dumb to understand it. Like, because he was like, once you reach that level of meditation, like, 
meditation is a source. It's not what you seek. And I was like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I've only been doing this for four months, going on five. So I, I am not there yet. But I was just trying to understand it. And I read it. I read it. I read it. And I read it. And I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe that's one of those things like in down the journey, I'll get it. But I was like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like it's, I do meditation 10 minutes a day, every day, except one day this year. And I do feel kind of a sense of like a peace, maybe is the word. Quietness. Quietness. Um, I've shut down a lot of the outside world, like criticism. I get a lot of criticism on the podcast page, like a lot. I've even shared it like my personal page. Like when I, so I shouldn't reply to them, but I do. So sometimes, you know, I'm human. We have our hiccups. And then like, I'll read it and I'll just be like, cool, bro. Like, man, you got all these things you could do in the world. Like, and you're fucking hating on a guy you don't know. Like, cool. So I just dismiss it, you know, for the most part. And I think that comes from meditation because a year ago, I would have just been going back and forth with these guys for hours. And now I'm like, it's not my, I can't change their opinion of me. You know, I can only be me. Yeah. And I think that has been meditation low key because it's been, I get some hate messages. I'm just like, hey, cool, man. I honestly would be like, whatever, and go on to the next one. But sometimes they do kind of hit you the wrong way. And I'm like, dude, and I go off. But that's not the, that doesn't always happen. Yeah, I, uh, I always tell people, you know, like and people with anxiety and people who have a hard time just kind of controlling emotions and like, you know, get overwhelmed very easily. Because um, I used to, I mean, I'm not saying like it completely went away, but that's something that I really struggled with, you know, just kind of containing myself emotionally. I used to get angry a lot and um, meditation helped me and my anxiety too. I, I, I would have really bad anxiety and bad panic attacks. And uh, yeah, meditation just kind of calmed all that down and just kind of rebalances everything. It does. I've talked about on the show and people say I'm weird. This is one of the things I agree. Like I drive in silence sometimes. This was before meditation. This was last year. Mm -hmm. It's an hour, hour and a half drive from here to out there. And I drive in silence like once a week, just kind of like, it wasn't meditation by any means, but it was just kind of like, I'd see people flaming, going 100. Degrees. That used to be me. Can't judge somebody for what you used to do. Something like, That used to be me. See people cutting in out of traffic and then like you half a mile up the road, like they're stuck between the, behind an SUV and you're like, that used to be me. And so I just kind of like, don't do that anymore. And so I don't, I, it's an hour and a half drive. I'll leave two hours ahead of time just so that there's no need for me to rush. I'll be cool. I could stop by 7-Eleven, grab a coffee, grab a water, be on my way. I'll still get there 15 minutes early. And I'm just like, there's no rush when you just do things. So I was like, not just for work, but I should do this in life. And slowly, that's why I had the like the meditation thing because I'm sure everybody can relate. Sometimes you're just driving. I'm driving from fucking El Monte to Moreno Valley. And I'll get here and I'll be like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, it was just like you lost in thought. And an hour and 20 minutes later, I'm getting off the free. I'm like, well, how the fuck did I get here? And obviously, you know, it's not like I'm fucking going to kill somebody or anything like that. It's not like I've been drinking, but I've heard people tell me that story. And I'm like, yeah, that happens to me all the time, but it's just because you're so deep in your thoughts. So I was like, you know what? I should do this meditation thing. And I didn't want to say 30 minutes. Cause at the time I didn't have 30 minutes. I, was like, I could probably budge 10 minutes a day. Now I'm like, dude, I do like 20, yeah. 30 minutes and it's smooth. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, I last year around, I want to say like October, I started listening to um, Indian like uh, mantras. So they're kind of Indian chants and, you know, they talk about like the vibration that goes into your head and how it's supposed to just like rebalance or just attract a certain type of energy. And I was listening to these in my car while I was going to work. And I swear that like at first I would, you know, listen to really short ones because they kind of say like, you shouldn't be listening to meditation music when you drive because it really just kind of distracts you and just mellows you out when you're, they said that you're not as aware. So they were really short and then I started listening to like five minute ones and I would realize that I was going into work much more relaxed, yeah. you know, like I was just like, okay, cool. Like, let's do this, especially in the restaurant industry. Like yeah. you anticipate like, damn, yeah. Friday, there's going to be a rush, like, fuck. But I would just who am I working with? Who fuck? These guys don't carry their yeah. own weight. Yeah. No, yeah. I can yeah. relate. All right, let's do this. Like, same thing. They didn't, I, personally, I want to see how you felt. I feel like I get into work and everything was so hectic, so toxic. It was just like, you know, a million miles an hour. I'd be like, hey, man, chill. Like, just do your job and everything else is going to get done. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just do what you got to do. And I'd yeah. be like, so I started kind of like, quote unquote, leading by example, just being chill. Like, dude, I know what I'm doing. I respect that you know what you're doing. So I'm just going to worry about me and you do what you got to do. And things yeah, just started going smoothly. There's always people that will not agree with everything and, you know, the whole gossiping, the whole all that stuff. But I was just like, yeah yeah you know how it is you know how it is so i would just do what i gotta do and then everything else will fall into place and then when people tell me oh so and so is dumb dude i work out here there's like a billion fucking new restaurants out there there's a billion new warehouses out there where i live i work out here to see my daughter like i don't give a fuck about this place when i clock out i'm out like don't bring me none of this because i'm not here for this and the people like you really don't care i'm like dude they don't pay my bills like when they start paying like the gas for my car like we could talk and it kind of carried that like i guess that's professional even though it's not really a professional job like from my professional life to my personal life where certain people were like even as friends you kind of see them like not to say that you can't be a good friend but when people only seek you out when they need something you kind of say huh this is a one-way street let me stop for a little bit and let's see what happens and then you realize that they distance themselves because now you're not there you're like, okay, that wasn't really a friendship. It was just kind of like, and, you know, so it helped me out in more ways than one. And I say that's meditation just because, you know, sometimes it's just driving in silence. That you're not really lost in thought. You're just kind of like, okay, okay, this will happen. What did I, how did I react? Could have reacted differently. Sometimes, you know, I'm human. I'm like, I don't really have to like scold them. I'm not his boss, just could have told him to do better. Like, okay, next day come in and be like, hey, man, you know what? I was in the wrong. You did wrong, but I should have told you something different. Like, I'm not your boss. I just want you to do better because, you know, you're, everybody depends on you. Like, hey, you know, I appreciate that. Nobody else would have said something. But, you know, and just kind of these things that you kind of see, to me at least, made me like, I'm on the right path. And that's what fucking spiritual homegirl told me. Like, you're on the right path. Like, all these signs you see, because you're telling me, what numbers do you see all the time? Like, how did you know that she was? Because you see numbers, right? Like everybody does. Like one, two, three, four. Like it could be order twelve thirty four. The change is twelve thirty four. I fucking I have a five minute grace period where I can clock in at twelve thirty. Five minutes early, five minutes ahead. It ought to be twelve thirty four. Like I mean, those are just coincidence because that's my clocking time, and I just see them everywhere. You know, like on the freeway. One time I actually took a picture because it said twelve minutes to like the fifty seven to the seventy one. 34 to the 57 so i was like oh that's just 
odd. So I took a picture. She says, you, you think I'm lying to you, but these are the signs of your life. And I'm like, what do they mean? She goes, it's on you to figure it out. I'm like, oh, this is, that's why I was kind of like, this is bullshit. Like, you should know if you're going to tell me to look at the signs. When I see a sign yeah, on the 10, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, they say that this, this, they say that the spirits or, or energy, however you want to kind of see it or, you know, put it in context that that's how they, it gives you signs that, it, that they're there and they're watching, that they're guiding you and they're watching over you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've, that I've, I've heard about before. She kind of put me on game, like how things go down, but I was just kind of like, I want to hear from you. And so how long have you been doing it? Uh, I've been doing it for 10 years, actually. I oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I didn't I, know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not the tarot, just kind of, uh, uh, I do pendulum. So okay. I, uh, I, yeah, I do, pen- it's, you know, like I can say it's, it's not a Ouija board. It's just, a, you know, a, it's just a pendulum and it's, it's like a form of dowsing. And uh, it just spins over letters that go cl- uh, clockwise. And uh, for me, it, it hits letters, it, it hits words, like it's just sentences after sentences, but you wouldn't be able to tell because this pendulum just spins. And for me, it's like hitting letters and I just hear phrases in my head that sounds so crazy, but I've been doing it for 10 years and uh, been pretty uh, been pretty successful with it. Um, although I don't use it as a monetary source of income because I just, I don't believe in that think that it's just something that you've been given a gift that you're supposed to give back not okay i respect that so i i i think i've charged people twice in my life i just you know i was asked to do like an art walk um but yeah so i just kind of keep it for myself and my friends yeah Yeah, i I hadn't heard of that from you before yeah i don't really like talk about it i mean it's it's a it's an odd subject people kind of get weirded out very easily so i don't really put it out there and two, I always have, like, back in the day, I used to be like, I don't even know if, like, that's something that, like, I'm actually good at or, like, it's just, like, coincidence, um, you know, just with the things that it would say would happen. I'm like, maybe it's just coincidence or, like, a good guess. And so I never really spoke about it. Okay. Um, see, I, I try to claim I'm open-minded, so I try to say, okay, see the whole picture. Don't just have a narrow point of view. So when I hear things like this, I always intrigued because I'm like, okay, although it'll take a lot to make me say a believer, I want to see how you would do it. Like show me, like I'd be down. I don't know if we could do it. Could we do it here? A little fucking reading or would it have to be in person? Yeah, I would have. I mean, we can do it. I mean, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I just mean, because I, I, I'm like, I'm saying, I, the ghost and all that stuff. I always talk like I've heard shit, you know, I've right next to me. I heard somebody fucking moan like they were dying. Oh, and really? I still, yeah. Like me and my homie, you know, I wasn't alone and we were both like, what did you hear? And he made the sound. I was like, that's exactly what I heard. If you were to tell me, what was it? I would be like, I don't know, maybe the wind. Cause I don't believe in ghosts, even oh. though I was there and it's not a third person telling me the story. I witnessed that. I heard that I'd still be very, yeah. Um, that's the word I'm looking for fuck i can't remember but i i wouldn't believe it you know like if somebody told me that i'd be like okay like yeah i believe you but i don't know man i don't believe in ghosts per se so even though it was a weird weird sound 
I'd love to do it for you, but the only reason why I can't do it is because I'm high and I don't <laughs> okay. do it when I'm high. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's literally the reason why I, I wouldn't be able to do tarot on you because I do still have to look up some of the cards and then I just kind of like use my intuition, but I, so it's like a, this long process. No worries, no worries. Like a pendulum if you ever want and then you can just ask me a bunch of questions and then I'll get the answers and then. We'll, we'll do it uh, post-quarantine. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's totally fine. Just uh, your, you get your own psychic reading. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. And so one thing I, I wanted to talk to you about too was, um, if it was cool with you, was the whole movement. You know, I, I know you were a big proponent of Bernie's, a big fan, a big, his ideas. Likewise with me. So I know we we're going to get some heat. Like you just wanted somebody to agree with. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't agree with everything. I feel some things are too hard to happen. Like, and don't get me wrong when they say there's no money for a fucking free college for everybody. And yet they passed 30 trillion for in 30 days for wall street. I'm like, okay, well there is money. So there is some things that, you know, people well, where's the money going to come from? So I just want to more hear you say it, hear what you believe. And more than just be like, oh, yeah, I agree with her. I agree with her. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's because you come from a different country like like myself, even though I kind of grew up here or whatever. But I kind of see the my country and then I see here and I'm like, well, obviously, America is better than Mexico. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, the whole, well, why don't you go back to Mexico? People that are in the DMs. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. Like if we're that the greatest country to ever exist we should hold ourselves accountable and to a higher standard. Um, yeah. When you, you said, you know, like, where's the money going to come from? It's funny because, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, you know, people always ask where's the money going to come from when it comes to healthcare and education, but nobody asks where the money's going to come from when it comes to war and, you know, like just um, any sorts of, you know, going into war, like all the money that we're pouring into, you know, uh, national security, which is really important. But why aren't we asking the same question for that? Like, you know, it's just it just shows where like our priorities are not saying that like national security is not a priority when it comes to like our government. But, you know, I think that there's just a lot of money going into the, you know, the military and the bailout of Wall Street. And yeah, and that's just my opinion, you know, um, um, I think that we're not, especially for somebody from Europe and I, you know, our, even the education system here, I think that we could put more money into our schools or public schools, you know, making sure that the people who are coming out of our public schools are top students and the people who do need help get to have that help. And so, cause everything is so marginalized and you know, if you're from this city, you're not going to get as better education as this city. And like, understandable, that's going to be everywhere. But, the, the, you know, I think that we should have at least a higher standard for what average and regular is. Yeah, because that's one thing I've talked about is the teachers are underpaid. Sure. So it's not a thing you want to go into. You want to go in there because you want to be an educator. It's not really for the money. For sure. Think about all these parents right now who are like dying because they have to teach their kids at home you know get kids to pay attention get their kids to do their work get to kids to actually retain the information that they're being given these people do this on a daily with 30 kids like my 30 children that is way too many children in one in one room for 
both students and the teacher. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so many kids are getting neglected because, you know, they're not as outspoken or they're just not interested and there's just not enough stimulation for the kids and there's way too much work for the teacher. It's unfair. And um, I used to volunteer in my daughter's class about two to three times a week, depending on the work week. And even with me in there and another parent, the TA and the teacher, 20 students was still overwhelming because it's, at that point, it's five kids per student. I mean, five students per adult. And I'm not like an educator or anything like that, but just kind of make sure they don't fight, make sure they're not jumping off a table, just kind of like, so like, I wonder how it is the days I'm not here <laughs> because yeah. that's more pressure on them. And that's me seeing it firsthand. And these are great students. They, they were only four years old, but they're great. But the minute one of them goes bad, the whole room goes bad. Yeah, they're four years old. Like, they're being confined in one room for, like, an entire day. Like, they get recess, and then they have lunchtime. But come on, they're four years old. They don't, you know, they can't They can't withstand that long. They're not machines. They're not, you know, like, I feel like public school education could be definitely changed. I think that there's different ways that we could teach kids from a very young age and then go into, like, a more institutionalized, maybe not so much as, like, what today is but you know just like letting kids too because you know we're taught from a very early age like this is school and you need to do this but like there's all this competition and it's just it's hard you know kids learn differently we all i learn i'm a very visual learner i can't just hear something and be like okay like i have to either write it down or see it with my own eyes and i will not retain the information and, and see that's where i was it was a gift and a curse because from maybe eighth grade on algebra two on, I didn't need to take notes. And my high school teachers could not accept that. Yeah. that like you have to show work. I'm like, why? Like I, I do it in my head and I figure it out and they'd be like, this is a, no, you're cheating. Like, how am I cheating? There's no books allowed. And so it made me, I was a great student, like straight A's from fucking third grade to ninth grade. Come sophomore year, I just fuck this, dude. This is bullshit. You just and senior year, legit. When I found I'm an illegal immigrant, I found out I couldn't go to a, a university. No knock on community college. I was like, oh fuck this, dude. I at that point I had like 300 credits. You graduated, I think, at 220, and I still had my whole senior year to go. I was like, dude, why am I taking AP English? Why am I taking um, calculus? Why am I taking a uh, Spanish 4x U.S. history? You know, I was like. All I need is a 2.0 to play baseball. Just give me fucking food again. So I took the most basic classes because the education system was failing me. And now yeah. I could, I, you know, for a long time, I was like, dude, I could have done more. But at the same time, I was like, if they just would have said, hey, look, this is going to help you community college. But at least in my school, don't mean to throw anybody off the bus because I made my own decisions as well. I was just like, nobody sat me down and said, hey, look, this is unfair, but learn. And you'll, it'll pay off in the long run. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't got to do shit and I'll get a C in these classes where all you got to do up is all you got to do is show up and write your name. And that's the thing. Like you really don't do nothing. I did nothing senior year. I had three TA classes where I was doing nothing. And yet the first year in high school that I'm like an honor student. Whereas the whole time, when I was seeing hard ass classes, it was all like, oh no, you, you, you didn't show work. So I'm docking you points off your test. Like why? Because you have to show work. I'm like, but this is an, a necessary step. Like I did the, you know, the big ass equations 
I would just figure them out. And that was, you know, don't get me wrong. That was fucking 13, 14 years ago. If you were to show me that paper now, I don't, I do not retain that type of information. I've never used a fucking quadratic formula in my life. So that is long gone. But I'm like, now that I have a daughter, I'm like, is the same thing going to happen to her? Because she's showing all the signs that she learns like me. So I got to start teaching her how to be a different type of person than she is just to conform to the education system. And I'm like, is yeah. that fair to her? And when I was yeah. like, what about the other students? Yeah. Yeah, it's just you have to be a certain type of student in order to succeed. And, and it, that doesn't work for everybody, you know? So. And not, but, not a knock on anybody, but I had great friends with like bachelors and masters tell me, dude, I wasn't a good student. I was just patient. And I'm not a patient person. So like, I just would go and just say, just get a C. Just get a C and I'll be fine. And they, multiple people, and they'll vouch for this off the record or on the record of like, see, he's got degrees, bro. Like, you don't have to go be an A student in college. When you get that fucking bachelor's, it doesn't say he graduated with a fucking C average. It just says bachelor's. Now, after the fact, right now that we're fucking 26, 27, like, if I would have known that shit, I would at least, I did one semester in college and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. What high school did you go to? Uh, Mountain View and El Monte. Right okay. off the... Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it wasn't was a terrible school. Don't get me wrong. I had great teachers, um, great coach. I just had him on last week, two weeks ago. And so there were certain people in my life that did above and beyond what they should have done. But just as a system as a whole, like I bring up the subject of the education system is made like literally for factory workers, the yeah. bows, the 15 minute breaks. It's like the communal lunch. This is for the fucking 1940s post-world war ii everybody came back and hey you clock in everybody clocks in at the same time it's, yeah this is outdated system and then you go to a private school and they got fucking an art class our art class didn't have enough color pencils they didn't have enough whatever and in the private classes they got sofas the way to learn you know like studies have been done and the thing is like okay so fuck the kids like if they're poor they won't get the education it was just crazy to me. And that's why I'm like, almost, I almost feel like I talked about with some of my dear friends. Like, I want to make enough money to put her in a good private school, even though I'm so against it. Because it's not about the education she's going to get there. It's about the networking. All the little friends she's going to get out from that school that go out to USC to fucking Laverne and get these well-paying jobs because they're already born into that family. She'll be able to get those jobs instead of suffering through a UC system, shout out to all you UC um, fucking, what's the other one? CSU students. I'm not hating on you guys. What I'm saying is they make it fucking near impossible for you guys to succeed, which is fucked up. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, just any sort of like public education. Is, it's just, and it's, it's not a bad idea, obviously, but it's just the basics needs to be rethought and they need to be, you know, altered very severely, but, you know, but I mean, you know, so we need to definitely work on education, um, just in terms of, you know, Bernie, Bernie was big on like public education and like free tuition for college. Yeah. If it's a community college, why not? Uh, an, an antidote to that. We kinder or even preschool, my daughter was in preschool, preschool to 12th grade. That's 14 years of free school, but you can't do another four. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, we pay for it. Our taxes are there. 
Uh, one thing that I've talked about a lot is I'm not saying, okay, your tax return, right? You know, fucking the major stuff, 20% to war, 20% to this, 20%. But let's say there was the last 10%. Hey, where would you like to see your money go? You could put fucking 5% to anything and then everything else would get 2% or whatever. Education, uh, inner city, whatever, you know, programs, after school programs, homeless shelters, Mm -hmm. drug and rehab centers. Like that should be an option for us. Like it's fucking 2020. Something like 80% of people over 18 have a smartphone. How is this not a thing yet? And all, right now, everybody's on Zoom, fucking Congress meetings. My, what is it? The, the district supervisor is having a Zoom meeting on Friday, which I wouldn't attend because this asshole wants to open things up because he's a fucking Republican. I live in a Republican area. It's crazy. Brown, fucking tatted up, fucking wet back. I'm going to get shot like that gentleman did in Georgia because I go running, you know? And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, no lie. I go running and sometimes you see fucking Trump flags and shit. And it's just like, I'm not against it. Like, free speech, right? Gentlemen, a couple of days ago in San Diego, were a Ku Klux Klan thing. People were in the DMs. Well, I actually I was the one that posted it. Now the thoughts, opinions, and they're like, "Oh, freedom of speech, bro. Freedom of speech." I'm like, I completely agree. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of repercussion. If his landlord wants to get rid of him, I don't know if it's legal. I even mentioned that in the comments in the DMs. If that was if I, that was my tenant, I'd find any way to get them the fuck out. I don't want to associate with that person. If he was an employee of mine. I would find a way to get rid of them because I don't want that person working for me. Not just about being Republican, being conservative. It's about, that is hate speech. So yeah, you have the freedom for it, but it comes with consequences, repercussions. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. But even then I feel like it should be just like a humane thing that, you know, we see somebody actively advocating for racial disparity and like, you know, unequal rights and wanting to harm other people of color because, you know, whatever reason this person have, and like, they, they, like that should not be tolerated, period. And I know that there's all the whole thing with free speech and I get it, but nobody should even think like that is even okay or should that like fall into like, well, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a pass, free speech. It's, it's not a fucking pass. You know, like you, you don't get to fucking go around and like terrorize people like that. You know, that, the case are domestic terrorists. They, that's what and that's crazy. That that is crazy. We have domestic terrorists, like in uh, in Germany, the Ku Klux Klan and the Westboro Baptist Church are considered terrorists. Like you cannot go there if you're a Ku Klux Klan member or a Westboro Baptist Church. Like, think about it. Like nobody from Al Qaeda or ISIS or whatever the next one that pops up, we have them on the list. So if that person tries to buy a ticket to get into the U.S., it'll be voided because I like, know you can't do that. We don't accept, not your people, but that kind of people. And these people are on that same list for Germany. Like, think about that, Germany, where they had the fucking Nazis, the Holocaust, yeah. hundreds of thousands, you know, massacred. And they consider these people that we allow to fucking roam like that, which is, you know, I, I honestly, I... the because maybe Mexico is a little crazy. Freedom of speech is a big deal to me. That's why I always take their side, but always not take it like completely. Like, if that makes sense, I would, like, yeah, they could do that. They're allowed to. Because in countries like Mexico, 
you cannot do that. Like you will be shot in the head, like outside in the parking lot. Yeah, so, you you just agree on a civil matter, but you don't uh, yeah agree oh. with their yeah their thought process. Like yeah, you you're allowed to be a fucking idiot. That's a great thing about America. It doesn't mean that I have to agree with what you choose to make your opinion. It, it's funny how many Trump supporters, especially in California, because we're such a blue state and we're, you know, considered like super liberal. Although, you know, California, we still have some pretty conservative parts, even within like the Democratic and liberal people. Um, but it's funny how some Trump supporters, you know, still have a hard time understanding like why they're being treated this way. Like I've met, like I, you know, I work in La Cunada and like I love La Cunada, but La Cunada. <laughs> This is a Karen moment. <laughs> hey, you can't say Karens, but continue. Yeah, but there's a, you know, we do have uh, a pretty uh, heavy, or not, no, I'll say heavy, but we do get Trump supporters coming in. And I, I, I work in a restaurant. I love it. It's, it's, it's a great place. But, you know, we do. And it's, we have to put it aside. You know, it's like, this is, this is what the, this is the ideology. This is my ideology. But it's funny because a lot of them, when they do try to talk about Trump, because I've had that, like being a bartender, I get that a lot. Like I've had two customers who I've had to tell them that I was not interested in having a political discussion with them. Um, one didn't t took it okay. And then the other one tried to like antagonize me more like throwing out very like racist things about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or like Iman Omar and like but not understanding why I wasn't interested in talking to him and not interested in no longer serving him and and like I see that a lot where they kind of get confused like well, why 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 it's like because it's just so morally you're so morally bankrupt if you see what they I I I don't expect everybody to listen to it, but on episode two episodes ago with, you know, I talked about Izzy, Steven, and Iran. I was saying like, these people are, are literally ride or die. Like anything he does, they're going down with the boat. It doesn't matter. Like we're past that point. They're going down with the boat. It doesn't matter. He can come like, it's so not to say, Oh fuck, fuck that conversation. But I'm just like, there's no point in having that conversation because there is nothing you can say. The facts are out there no. and they're choosing to, either ignore it or fucking they know about it and they don't care which is worse in my opinion and they do know but the thing is, is that trump supporters are writing on one thing and that's one thing that's whether he's still keeping a base and i know his base is like pretty diminished within in the four years especially you know with the corona and the pandemic but um he writes on racism and oh, race yeah ideologies and 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 that's the thing where like nobody is saying anything because nobody wants to publicly admit like yes i have racist tendencies or i have racist views nobody's going to come out and say that but so they're going to make any sort of excuse to just you know like support him oh you know like he's raised taxes and blah 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 low unemployment i'm like this was just all repercussion of obama, obama that, oh man like are you kidding me like you did not do anything we, we don't have to talk about that but i just got that it's on your thread actually and i just commented right before we logged on yeah i wanted to say something but i didn't know yeah i, mean, I, I was like because he's a homie right but I, I was gonna reply to it but i was like that's not fair because he's not on here he can't defend himself quote unquote so i was like you know what i shouldn't do that I'll reply to it after we fucking finish because everything you said, I was like, dude, you're, you're literally wrong on everything. Cute. And so, 
So without saying his name, without saying who it is, I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to read this without like throwing anybody under the bus. This was Amber's post, uh, Cinco de Mayo yesterday. She said, with the possibility of Donald Trump being reelected, voters shouldn't sleep on Senate elections. A Senate Democratic majority could be a huge turning point for the next four years, turning Donald into a lame duck with no possibility of any legislation passing. Just saying. <sighs> My homie said, stop it already. Look at the positives, dude. And so me trying to be an adult, I said, I'd like to see a list of some of these positives, my dear friend. And he replied, lowest unemployment rate in history. Yes, it is, because people are working two jobs. This is a well-known fact. People, I have friends, you mutual friends, me and you have, that messaged me, you know, when the first quarantine thing hit, we talked about it in the episode you were on. They're working two, three jobs. Of course, the rate is slow because everybody's working two, three jobs. Best stock market in history. As we learned really early on during the pandemic, stock market has nothing to do with the economy. The stock market's doing great. How much do you have invested in the stock market? If it's zero, then how the fuck is it good for you? That's for the wealthy that lose 100000 in a day, make 100000 a day. More than most of us listening will make in a year. So how the fuck is that good for you? That doesn't mean shit. Country is being united for the first time since World War II. What the fuck? Like, do you not see Michigan? Do you not see fucking, what is it, Long Beach or Huntington Beach, wherever the fuck these Trump people are protesting? Minorities are finally voting and excited about the future. Yes, because they see what the fuck the boomers are doing. They voted Trump in. That's why they're excited about the future. Don't get me wrong, but the guy has a mouth on him. I'll agree. But be honest. He's made, he's a male. He have fucked up mouths and points of view. I agree with that. Like, yeah, a lot of us do. Locker room talk, I feel like shouldn't be. Locker room is a talk. I'll call my homie like a fucking, a sweetheart. Doesn't mean I love him in a homosexual way. It's just like a fucking, hey, sweet cheeks, you know, slap him on the butt. That's locker room talking. If I do that in an office, that's a fireable offense, you get me? So there is a distinct line, which I feel like even for what he said about the whole grabbing and the whatever, I have like, I don't agree with him. But there's certain things you say around your friends that can be taken out of context and not to back him up on any sort of thing. But when you pick and choose these things, like that is one of those where like, dude, he didn't probably know he was being recorded. People say dumb shit, you get me? So I, not to excuse it. But yeah, so those last two points, he does have a mouth on them, and he is a male. So yeah, he is. But other than that, that's how I was going to reply. I was like, you know what? Let's save it for after. And I don't think he listens to this shit, and I don't care if he does. I'll fucking tag him and be like, hey, look, I brought this up because that's the kind of person I am. And if he feels offended or anything like that, which I don't think he will, but I'm going to reply to that comment, you know, when this is said and done, like, dude, this is everything you just said is wrong. Yeah, he'll be laughing. He, I could totally see him laugh, just being like, you know, all smug. And, but, and it's so funny that you brought, you know, he brings that up, like he brings up the locker room talk because that's one thing that Republic, Republicans or just Trump supporters mainly like to admit that that's Trump's like, you know, 
like flaw like yes he says what he says and you know like he doesn't really mean what he says and like you know they love to say that but it's it's, it's like he's the president of the united states yeah. like i understand donald trump before his presidency we all know who donald trump was um you know at least on a like celebrity like reality level like a reality television level but um you know he was always crude and he was always you know kind of creepy and i don't know just weird but like he was really marketable and then you know now he's coming as a president of the united states it's like you cannot be acting like that yeah you know and, and it's of course people are going to hold him to a different standard and it's like he's really playing onto this I was watching um, John Oliver segments and he did a segment a while ago. I hadn't seen it. It's on Boris Johnson, who's the prime minister of Britain. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. And uh, they talk about how he kind of does this thing where like he acts goofy and he, you know, pretends like he doesn't know what, what's going on half the time because, you know, people make it seem like, like people in, sorry, it just, it makes it seem more relatable to people. And um, there, John, you know, John Oliver kind of alludes to the idea, like, this is why he was elected. He likes to play dumb and he likes to play at people's more simpler side, whether like people look at politicians and are like, they speak, you know, they don't understand what they're saying. They don't understand like politic talks. And, but Donald Trump is taking it to such a different level that like you can be simple and you can try to convey something differently than Obama or anybody before him did. But that doesn't mean that you have to say half the shit that he says. Like even in office, Donald Trump has said some things are going to stay with him until the day he dies. Uh, one thing to like maybe get on the softer side. If you look at him objectively instead of subjectively, He's fucking funny, dude. Because sure. I've had these talks, right? I've had these talks. I had people, I think they blocked me, no lie, or they deleted me. Because I used to have these, I used to post things and people would DM me, like on my Facebook at least. And now I, they never reply. You know, I'll post some, I call it liberal bullshit because a lot of times I've been doing the whole put yourself in their shoes and it's like, uh -huh. okay, I try, I'm trying to see your point of view, even though I don't agree with it. And we used to have nice discussions and talk about things and hear each other out. And no matter what I told them, not saying I was right 100% of the time, you know, the immigration thing, a uh, fucking conservative told me, have you ever looked at the Mexico immigration laws? And I was like, no, let's look at them. I looked at them and even I was shocked. They're way worse than the USA. And I was like, whoa, okay, okay. Like, that's good to know. It really is because nobody knows that shit. I talked to all my Mexican friends, all my illegal immigrant friends, and everybody's like, no, no, Mexico is very, I'm like, nope. I know as Mexicans, not I try not to be right stereotypical, nothing like that. Mexicans are really racist, especially against other Mexicans, which is fucking odd. But same thing about Americans, right? Mexico has some fucking strict as laws against immigration. So I was like, okay, but that doesn't defer the point of that being in the U.S. And so you have these discussions, you talk to people, you get to see how they believe, and you realize, like what I said, the ride or die, dude. You'd be like, hey, look, this is what your boy did. Like, oh, it's because of the, like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're trying to spin it for him. But I, you know, I applaud you. But no, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to deflect, deflect blame. They're so good at it. The they're so good at it. They, it's like, and they've been doing it for so long now that they're fucking experts. Where I just kind of, I didn't give up, right? But I feel almost defeated. Like, still fighting. 
but it's the 11th round. You're down on the scorecards and you need a knockout. So I'm like, dude, no matter what you say, they have an excuse. So I just kind of started going, you know what? No matter all the other people are already on your side. So no matter what you say, whatever you post, they're on your side already. So you're just kind of kicking a dead horse. So I said, I got to stop posting because these people are not doing anything about it. They're not changing their mind. You're not going to change your mind. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to show them what's happening. And then one of my group chats just became like a, dude, this guy is fucking funny. Like if he wasn't the president, he's fucking funny. But he but, was funny before. Oh, the- dude, fucking Puerto Rico. Huge. He's throwing fucking bounty like at the hurricane victims. But that's so wrong. No, it's so wrong. I agree with you 100%. But it's fucking funny. Like if, if that was some fucking, some satire that fucking Hitler's doing, we'd be laughing our ass off. And so I just said, you know what? These people aren't taking it seriously or they are and they don't care, which is worse. I keep saying that. So it just became kind of like a, in my, one of my favorite group chats, it became one of the things that was like, this guy don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. The one person that does not give a fuck in the world Donald Trump. is Donald Trump. He does not. I could say I don't give a fuck. But once a week, I go check the chart, see where I moved up. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this is so cool. I give a fuck in some sense. Right? I want to see. I'm glad people are listening. He don't give a fuck. He can say whatever he does and people will love it. His fan base will love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're ridiculous. They're so ridiculous. So, well, we'll see coming November. I mean, please, people, please vote for your senators. Flip this. There's a mistake. We have 23 seats to flip. Yeah. To take over the Senate. If we take over the Senate, even if Trump gets reelected, we will be okay. I've told you this last time, and you kind of look sad. Not sad, but kind of like a gave me a fuchi face. I say he's going to win. He's going to win again. Trump's going to win again. I, I, I think he's going to win again. Unfortunately, I don't think Biden just has the momentum to take him. And, and I don't. And it, and, yeah. I mean, although, you know what? I, I will say as of now, he hasn't picked his VP yet. Who knows who his VP might be? His VP can either really help him or just... Like the, that's, but yeah. the the one I know you can disagree with me, but I say the one thing that might save him and might win the election for him is if Michelle Obama becomes his VP. Yeah, that'll never happen though. She'll yeah, never- I, I don't think so either. And then I honestly, even then, I feel like it would be close because I think Republicans would come out in a fucking. Sh- that just means Obama's running the show again. Like, nope, you get me. <laughs> Yeah. Just trying to see it from their point of view. And don't get me wrong. It's not what I want, but it's a reality situation. This is who votes. Boomers. It needs to be a woman. I mean, I don't say that, you know, to play like the female card, but it does need to be a woman. I think that that's really going to ha- that would really help Joe Biden's uh, campaign. But, but see, one thing where I think they fucked up is their. Remember when all these sexual allegations came against Trump? Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> Like, like Jay-Z, dirt off your shoulder. Yeah. Biden is kind of deterring him. So it's building this, this story. It's, it goes back to that story. Whereas mm-hmm. Trump was like, the next thing was like, oh, fuck, who was that porn star that he paid off? Like, and then it was like, oh, he has Russian ties. And then, so it just kept going from the next one to the next one. So he called it a witch hunt, which was a beautiful strategic move. Like, look, no matter what I do, they're after me. 
Like, look at, they're going to make a documentary on Donald Trump, how corrupt, how wrong he was. And they're going to say, but he played his cards perfectly. He didn't play the, he didn't play the game. He just played the cards. He was that whatever they did, he just turned it on them. And whereas Biden is letting this, just think about it. Mayor Garcetti, Governor Newsom, they're doing daily briefings. Where's Biden at? Yeah, that's 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 one thing I do agree on. I think that like he really needs to be more present during this pandemic. This would have been his time to shine. That mm-hmm. would have been like he was with us. You know, it was just like that Bernie feel. Even yeah. though you know Bernie Bernie dropped out, like he really has really nothing to give anymore. But the reality is, is that white people love Bernie's because he made you feel like he was fighting this fight with you. Sure, yeah, and, and I think I Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth even Elizabeth Warren and. Um, well, I'm sorry, are you saying Elizabeth Warren didn't do that or she did? She did it, but she dropped out right after. If she would have dropped out two weeks before, she would have helped Bernie a lot because the. She did that shit on purpose. She did, of course. Of course. She's playing the game. She's playing yeah. the game. She's going to be here four, five, six years. She'll run for another, I don't know, some sort of something. And she'll be on the right side. She'll get those endorsements. And it's, it's a game. Either you're good at the game or you're not. And yeah. it sucks to say, sometimes you can't throw the board up and start from scratch, like, which yeah. is what I've been saying for the last five years. Is like Everybody tells me, like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, why, 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 why? And much smarter people have explained it to me. Like, this is the Constitution. We cannot start from scratch. I'm like, the two-party system is fucked. It's when hard. George Bush won with... Um, the minority vote, I was fucking in high school. I'm not even, I was, a, and I was taking a U.S. history class and I said, I thought it was impossible. Like, oh no, but the electoral college and don't, don't get me wrong, this was fucking 15, 16, 17 years ago. I was a good student. So I looked up the electoral college. I'm like, so why do we vote for Like, it doesn't matter what we vote for. And my teacher was like, oh, it's because you, your voice needs to be heard. Like, in a sense it does, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Because look at gerrymandering. Everybody listening, Google gerrymandering. Look up the Texas 36th district. It is legit a fucking, it's, think from here to El Monte, to Alhambra, where you're at. It's not a big, like, okay, this is five miles this way, five miles, this is the people I represent. It's not that far either, but it's, like, legit a line along the fucking rich area, so that rich area always controls the Republican seat, which is... should it be illegal? Like, how did that come about? And then, I mean, there's so many things. Fucking for-profit prisons. <sighs> One more time. Charter schools. Charter schools. Charter schools that they're trying to come up with. You know, they're trying to like rival the public school system and saying like, you know, charter schools are better and you know, we'll, it's it's it'll be affordable, but it, it's the rent. Nice. <laughs> but they're run by, you know, very wealthy millionaires who are, you know, trying to control, I think, I mean, I, I'm not really brushed up on like exactly the meaning behind charter school. John Oliver has tons of segments about all that, by the way, like if anybody's interested, his segments are great. Um, but I know that there is some sort of agenda behind these schools, regardless of like, you know, what what it is i know that there's there's something that they're trying to do and i and i know that they get a lot of um, they, they're still making an income of those charter schools but yeah i'm actually i'm not as informed as i thought i was on it but they're still really fucked up no i mean <laughs> no charter schools. and and that's the thing you know because 
people tell me don't make political podcasts and yet they listen to them and then they talk to me about them so that's what we do um it it almost feels like where do you start school systems fucked up prison systems fucked up the tax systems fucked up so when you bring these issues up you sound like a complainer like no no i don't want jeff bezos money like he worked hard for it but should he pay pay his employees like a living wage should some of his employees be living in their car like no you're working fucking 50 60 hours a week inflation did not go up it stagnated these issues need to be addressed simply taxing the one percent what they should be taxed what you and i get taxed would make the world run smoother but no there's this thing called what is it called what's it called what's it called um the people that like vouch for you like for your company they're like the pharmaceuticals have um the lobbyists lobbyists there's lobbyists who you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars which you could be paying in taxes but Every they'll save you millions of dollars one more time i was saying that that lobbyist and all sorts of whether it's gas or medical pharmaceutical tobacco um the nra like they're you know they they have politicians buried in their pockets and that's that's basically how our country runs we run on big corporations and you and know yet, all these tax loops if they were simply to pay their share not i'm not asking for 50 percent of their revenue just pay their share Elizabeth, what you pay what i pay she wanted what uh how much was it off the a dollar i think she was trying to tax like i should know this uh she, I think she was trying to take like, like she was trying to make it like 2% or something, like add 2% to the dollar. Like it was something really minimal to the dollar that she wanted to tax, you know, the, that first, that 1% bracket. And, you know, she explained it in one of her debates, but and it's just like, yeah, it's, you know, like, like we have billionaires and like what's going to be next and we're going to have trillionaires. And then the, you know, the, the wealth gap is just going to keep whining and whining and whining. Like people are not understanding, like, we're going to go into a, like, I know that sounds crazy, but I came from Europe and I, I, you know, I, like, I, I did not grow up through communism, but my parents, well, my grandparents did. My dad escaped Portugal. My grandmother escaped Portugal, went to migrate to France to escape communism, you know? So it's, it's, and America has never seen that. We're such a young country, you know, um, Europe has seen horrible things happen to their governments and you know we like donald trump is is a very like very familiar feel of what you know they say like oh liberal nationalism yeah nationalism yeah, definitely nationalism it's, it's also a form of you know communism you know they talk about liberals being communists liberals are not communists like no. that's not the communism that you see in north korea or in china or in russia like this is what they're trying to implement here Especially when you look at like Russia with the oligarchs and, you know, this very huge wealth gap and people are either really poor or they're really rich. There is no middle class. There is here. no middle class in Russia. And like, you know, people are, people are fucking living like it's, it's 1955 in Russia. And, you know, and this is what Donald Trump like aspires for. Like, this is what they're striving for. These because they're already at the top. Yeah. 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 And when you look back, like you had, you know, little lords and dukes, and this is what we're living in. You know, you look at these rich, these millionaires, and all these politicians that they're helping these people. Just they're, it's so fucked up. I, it's crazy because um, 
social, socialism is a great thing until you know what it is. Regulated like, socialism. Democratic socialism. Everybody's pro-socialism until you tell them what it is. Like if free public school, we have free public parks, we have free national parks, we have the U.S. post office, public libraries, the freeway is free, the roads are free. Like that's all socialism. You become a governor, your salary for life. You become a senator, salary for life. President, salary for life. That's all socialism. Mm-hmm. But then when you tell somebody, hey, I don't want to pay for college. Oh, I, 30 years ago, I paid $1,000, so now you should pay 70000 a semester. What the fuck? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have the money for it. And it, it's, it's a tricky subject. Much smarter people than me are going to shoot me a DM and tell me I was wrong. But they're going to educate me and make me for the next episode. But these things are not far-fetched. When you're spending so much of your fucking GDP on war look at canada you know why i don't have the fucking second biggest army in the world because we have the first biggest so they don't got to worry about it because they know if they ever get attacked we're right here and they have free health care oh but the lines in the hospital no no if you want to be it's like if you want a fucking lebron autograph you're gonna wait with two thousand people but if you want one of the d-league stars autograph you could go right up to him doesn't mean he's not great. It just means you're not getting LeBron as your doctor or the equivalent of LeBron as your doctor. You're still getting a great doctor. It just, if you want to pay for the best, yeah, there might be a way. Like people misconstruct their argument. Yeah. Mis- diminish, like these things are possible. And right. I feel, even though the stigma about talking about religion, politics, fucking whatever, insert subject here, that's, a thing that they always did so that we don't have these conversations. I might be wrong. I'd fucking school me on it in the DMs. Here I go opening up the DMs. School me in the DMs and tell me. But the thing is, when we hide away from these conversations, we never, we just get stuck in our own beliefs. My friend and Remember, I. Real quick, real quick. Can you hold the conversation? Just keep it going like I was here. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab the, uh, the rest of the wine bottle. Okay, you, you, you should, I can wait if you want. No, no, because the show's rolling, so okay, okay, let's okay. keep going. I'll um, be right yeah. back. Okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, my friend was telling me that um, he, you know, people nowadays, our, our country is so divided and uh, that people don't want to have conversations with each other anymore, despite their point of view. If people are either very Republican or very liberal and they're just attacking each other, um, without having a conversation and if they don't agree with each other nobody wants to talk and nobody wants to discuss ideas and Willis says you know this was our forefathers made this country that you know they they established the laws and the constitution for for everybody by talking with them amongst each other not necessarily agreeing with one another so I find that very interesting What did you say? I was saying that, um, you know, my friend always says how nowadays people don't want to talk with each other. They don't want to discuss ideas. They don't want to discuss politics if it's not something that they're going to agree with each other on. And he said, you know, back in the day, our forefathers used to have to get into, they used to get in rooms and discuss ideas and ideologies and theories and 
Ok philosophy and he's, you know, he's like that. This is how our country was established: was minds coming together and you know, uh, forming a, a set of law. He's like, nobody wants to do that anymore. People just want to argue, and people was on, you know, you have this one side, you have another side, and nobody wants to meet in the middle. And, and that's and, what you know, it. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm like, it's just really hard right now. As much as I agree with him, and and I, I really like the way he sees it. It's just, it's not as black and white as that because there's so much. Ad- nice. <laughs> you go, girl. No. <laughs> but there, there's just thick so boy much- summer. Thick boy summer. Yeah, exactly. You you live your best life. I did so brave, bro. I can. No, um. <laughs> I had a great quote for this. It was, uh, everybody's entitled to their own opinion as long as you agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't, you, everybody says like, Oh, that's what I tell you. I try to be open-minded, but sometimes I, you know, I have my bias. I'm an immigrant. I'm a wetbag. So I'm trying to be like, Oh, well, that's not the way it is. But then I'm like, Oh, these people never struggled like that. You know, they've never been denied schooling. They never been denied these type of things. So they take it for granted. Definitely. And I think that, you know, right now it's, I think it's a very sensitive thing to ask people because what you're asking people to do is yes, let's come together. Let's talk about, you know, the issues at hand and like all the things that make you a Republican, all the things that make you a liberal, let's meet in the middle. That's fine. I'm all for that. But the reality is, is that the Republican party has shifted into something that is, was not, I mean, the Republican party as changed over the years but what it is now is not what it was even 10 years ago like during no. the book, was, that was what the tea party was and they were the extremists the michelle bachman and and what you're asking people to do no matter how liberal democratic centrist they are is that you may possibly be asking somebody to share ideas with somebody who has a broken moral compass and i'm not saying that all trump supporters have a broken moral compass but i think that at this point if you still choose to support this administration or at least this president that there there are things that you're not humanely understanding that are wrong and people can disagree with me but it's just let's look at the way he's treated this country let's look at like his ethics and his morals and just anything besides like the financial like issues or anything like let's just look about his character is just he is just an awful human being and he has you know sowed so much fucking shit in our country and has even widened the gap that was already there that was created during the obama era and and he's you know um like enabled so much violence and hate and ignorance and it's like you're asking us to sit here and tolerate that from his supporters. And I think that that's the most difficult thing coming with a Trump supporter and, and trying to agree because I will never agree with that. Oh, real quick. Cause I, I, I owe it to the listeners. Yeah. Everybody knows I, I was not a fan of Obama. He was bombing places like crazy, which is ridiculous. Trump has not bombed as many people as Obama did. Granted he has four years left. He might catch up, but he's not on the pace to bomb as many people as civilians as Obama did. So he doesn't get a pass. Even though, you know, he did some, some things that were right. Trump, it, I mean, it almost sounds like a broken record, but it's because he won't, he saw the, 
am I saying his last name wrong? Mueller? Mueller? Oh, yeah. Investigation, yeah. come and go. This witch hunt. Like, he's not above the law, but he's above the law. Like, no matter what he does, like, the fucking Senate's not going to go after him. And if they do, they're going to fail. Like, it See, sucks to say, but that's what's going to happen. And it fucking sucks because this is the greatest country in the history of mankind. Sure. But if you look at Alexander the Great, he got too big and he couldn't keep up. He didn't lose Alexandria. He lost part by part by part by part. And slowly everybody turned on him. Mm-hmm. What happened to Rome? Same thing. Mm-hmm. What happened to Xerxes? Same thing. When you overexpand, which is what, as Americans, we're doing right now, you cannot fight a global war. And when everybody's your enemy, your allies will turn on you because they don't want to lose with you. And it, it, I was thinking about this a few days ago because I was listening to um, a great podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, Kings of Kings. I'm on episode two. It sounds vaguely familiar to where we're at right now. We're in places we shouldn't be doing things we shouldn't do. Yeah, I like to refer to the, and I, I love this country. I mean, like. No, dude, I, I, I spent eight months in Mexico. I'm yeah. not Mexican other than being there. I, I hate to say it. My friends call me out on the unit, Mexican. You've been here 30 years. Like, tell that to fucking Trump and the immigration system. You know, I wish life would have been a lot fucking easier. Um, yeah, no, I, I love this country. I've been here for, tw- it's going to be 20 years in August, August 31st. I, I, 20 years I lived in the United States. I migrated here from France. I'll never go back to France. I love this country. I, I really want the best. And, you know, um, I think that there's a lot of good things to capitalism, but I think that it's being transformed into something that is just not working for the country right now. Untapped capitalism, like, you know, and, and, Honestly, the systems were set in place. Taxes, you tax the rich. Tax, it's not unheard yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making that much money, like, you're more money than you'll spend in your lifetime. Like, it's not like we're taking all your money. We don't want all your money. I don't want your money. You worked hard for it. You deserve it. What we're should just- you be taxed? Just be taxed something. How did Amazon not pay zero dollars in the last three years? How did Netflix, which I love, Amazon I'm not a big fan of, Netflix, which I love, should have bought stock back in the day because I used to get the DVDs in the mail. Mm-hmm. The, the, the real, real homies will know that I used to be like, what is that? Because I just go check my mail. I'm like, why do you check the mail? I'm like, my movie's coming in. I was on Netflix in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never bought stock. Same thing. How do they pay zero in taxes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's fucked up. Yeah, cap, our, our, this capitalism that we're in right now doesn't work. And that's, you know, but that's also something like, you know, trickle down economics. Oh, Reaganomics. Reaganomics, like that, it's not working. Like, and it's funny because a lot of Republicans still believe in that, even though they're not in the upper middle class, they're still in like, you know, they're like low end middle class, you know, pretty low class. And they still think like, no, this this is working. Like, we're gonna be okay. No, well, you're not. <laughs> uh, the best, the best I could say about trickle down economics. Um, I don't even know whose post it was, but somebody said something about trickle down economics because of all the bailouts, like two years ago, two and a half years ago, when AT and T promised they weren't gonna let people go, yeah. and they let like four hundred thousand people go, and GMC or GM said they weren't gonna let no people out. 
no people go. They got like two billion in bailouts, and they all their executives got their bonuses. You know, like for doing a great job, and then immediately let fucking forty thousand people go. You know, laid off. Yeah. And one person was like, "Oh, that's trickle down economics." You know, because like right now, I could do my own yard, I could clean my pool, but I have enough money to fucking pay these people. That's trickle down down. That's trickle down economics. Now that what the fuck are you talking about? Trickle down economics means the rich people are paying their taxes, and that means everybody's getting a cut of that money. Not like say welfare, nothing like that. Just means you see it on the freeways. You yeah. see it on the roads. You see it in the education system. That's yeah. trickle down economics. Not oh, I can afford a gardener right now. Yeah. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like. If you were working for that company, suddenly you can't afford that fucking gardener. That's and that's the thing. People missing cue these things like they have a definition in their head of what they think it means. And so they fight for the wrong thing. Well, even how people were fighting for about like universal health care. And I'm like, how are you guys fighting about this? Well, you know, I don't want my taxes like to go to people. You know, if I'm going to pay, it's always like, I don't want to pay more taxes, but it's like, but if you pay just a little bit more taxes, or if we find a way to reallocate our federal fundings and just do it differently. And then we are able to have universal healthcare. Great. But even if we have to pay a little bit more, Dude, you, we're all getting free fucking look, especially with this pandemic. Like, how are we not like, yes, universal health care, like to just take a little bit more of my money. It's not a lot. It would be I think that they were talking and it would be like about, I don't know, like something like $80 or something like that. Like it was like $80 more, uh, I think, monthly that they would be taking. And it's like, fuck it, like take it, take it, take $80. And I know that like I'm. I mean, be in a position to let that go. But really, over the time, if you're able to go to a hospital and get sustainable health care for you, for your children, for your spouse, for your parents, you, you can't put a price on that. If, if you're making over, and, it, and they were talking about obviously like tax bracket, like different type, like if you, you know, if you're minimum wage making under $33,000 a year or so, um, you know, obviously it would be lower. It would just, it, it, it was, it would just be regulated to how much money you made, but it wasn't a lot. And I just, I don't understand why people aren't fighting for universal health care. Yeah. It'll come out of our taxes most likely, but the reality is, is that we would be. You know, the craziest thing is Amber tax Amazon fucking 10% and we would cover healthcare for like 10 years. No. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. And like, okay. Tax them 20%. That's free college for every American, yeah. whether they're in kinder or whether they're fucking 65 years old. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is, they spend so much money to make sure that these fucking senators don't vote on that, that that never being, gets brought up. The CNN, fuck CNN too, Fox News, these guys are all on the payroll. So there's oh. money allocated to all this. For they sure. just call it a different issue. You know, they don't call it a tax. They just say like, oh, we can't lose $100 million. So we'll spend ten million. Like that's an investment. It's called subtle propaganda. They're all oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. And I know that I talk about like, you know, raising our taxes and I know that's such a like liberal thing. Liberal thing. Yeah, that no, because I agree with it. I'm I I 
gladly pay more to see less homeless people. Not because I don't like homeless people, but because the Reaganomics, Reagan cut down all the fucking asylums because oh we why are we paying for them? And the whole thing is selfish. I don't have anybody that should be in an asylum, but all these people were like, well, neither do I. Why am I paying for their fucking bills? And so they fucking cut all the funding and suddenly you have homeless people. Why? Because they're not stable. They can't hold down a job. And so of course they're going to fall into drugs. That's all they're fucking out there. Well, they don't want to reallocate that money because a, they want that money to be reallocated to their pockets. You know, that's just, that's just what they're doing. It's just, they don't, they don't want to work with, public services and they don't want to work with socialist programs because you know that means that they would have to spend the money that they're somehow funding into their in one way or another like some way of like back channel or like it's it's going in their pocket or it's going to somebody's pocket that can be a big advantage to them that's how our government runs and this country is we deserve better this this is such a wonderful country i love the united states so much i never leave but we definitely need to rethink about our priorities and what's really going on. And I think that a lot of people are not even aware of what's going on. One, even aware. Some people don't believe in it. Some people don't care. And I think that we as a nation need to wake up and it's it's time for a revolution, man. Yeah, no, and, <laughs> and, and the thing is, like uh, I always say, there's so many issues, you know. Your kid's not passing their class. Your spouse is mad because you didn't help with the yard. Your boss is mad because you were 15 minutes late. You're mad because your car's overheating and you just got it. The fucking liberals are on TV talking about we're not spending much on education. You're like, my fucking kid's failing. What does it matter? Fucking they're not doing their job. The Republicans are saying like, oh, fuck, all these illegals are coming in and taking your jobs. Where do you start? Who do you believe? Fake news. This guy's over here bullshitting. This guy's over here taking a check from this guy so it's like i tell everybody just chill look out for yourself first and foremost you know take care of your family spend more time with your kid hey you were a great math student do some math with them read a book once in a while to him or her your spouse why are they mad oh but they are fucking you married them fucking share a hobby start affecting the world around you and then see what makes them tick why are you mad all the time? It's because we never have enough fucking money for the groceries. Why not? Oh, because we're going to fucking in and out four times a week. Maybe we should cook at home a little more often. It's fucking hot. We don't got any seat. Okay, let's budget. Let's stop spending out. Let, you know, f- work on yourself. Work on the world around you. And then you can change. I'm not trying to change the world, but that's what I said to myself. Like, I'm not going to change the world. I don't want to change the world. I just want to be better, have a good life, enjoy my life. When I die, be like, I don't believe in an afterlife. But say, hey, I did get a job. I was doing the shit job. I'll tell you right now. I was doing the shit job. I said, I had to do better. And so now these discussions happen and people tell me off the record, why do you think the way you do it? I'm like, because I'm not selfish. I'm okay. And even though if you hear the episode previously, people be like, my homie was asking me like, I've been out of work for six weeks. Of course I'm struggling. It became that kind of episode. Like, yeah, I have no money, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm really okay. You get me? And so when I can say things like, hey, look, I make enough money where I don't have to worry about money for five or six weeks. There's a lot of people that didn't have that option, and I'm aware of that. 
where they're struggling right now. And I'm like, I didn't qualify for 1200. I couldn't get unemployment. I'm a, I always say I'm a web back and I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the greater good. How many fucking cooks did I not know? How many restaurant employees that I know that had two, three jobs yeah. and I'm over here thinking about them. Like I had savings, not like a lot, but I'm worried about them. Like all the work they put in to uh, live next to the March ARB base right here in Riverside. Mm-hmm. Today they were doing test pilot flights. I, I know this because for 10 hours, they were just flying these big old jumbo jets. They were just flying them around. That's, I don't know the numbers, but I think somebody told me it's like about a hundred thousand each time they take off. They were out there for 10 hours, four different planes. All that money could have not been spent in our communities. Yeah, sure. Of course. I'm all about protecting us, you know, the Pearl Harbor, but then you look into Pearl Harbor, we knew about it, but we needed an excuse to get into the war. So, okay. So we're not doing everything we can. We just need an excuse to get into these wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I say this as like a, I'm not telling people how to live their life. I don't think you are either. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I, even though we have a lot of uh, opinions that we agree on, I think we both say this as like a, we can do better and we should do better. Not for us, but for the future. Because one day that war is coming to the U.S. of A. And people have not seen that since the Civil War where your neighbor's dying or your neighbor's off to war and he doesn't come back and you get a letter saying how he was a great friend, great soldier. That's a reality for most of the world. Most of the world has seen that within maybe a hundred years. There hasn't been a war on U.S. soil. When people start, there's repercussions for all these actions that we're doing. I don't agree with Al-Qaeda. I don't agree with ISIS or anything that they did. But the reason why all these movements keep popping up is because these kids were four or five years old seeing their parents massacred. Yeah. Seeing these bombs fly over for no fucking reason other than there might be a terrorist, there might not be. What do we do, Mr. President? Bomb them. That's not Trump, that's Obama. So there's blame on both sides. And think about that. One day you just see planes flying over you. That's a reality in the rest of the world. And people take that for granted because we do have the greatest army the world has ever seen. But what about all these generals? This happened for Caesar, the greatest commander that's ever existed. People turn, they want power too. So it's just a, not a wake up call because yeah, a lot of people listen to this shit, but not everybody's going to agree with what we have to say. Right. But just kind of like a, Hey, this has happened before. That's why history is one of my favorite subjects. History tends to repeat itself. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't know history, you're doomed by history. And it's just crazy to me that we're stuck in this fucking age of development, age of information, and yet we're oblivious to everything that's ever happened. People are worried about how many likes their picture got, (laughs) what filter they're going to use can't post at 2 p.m. because I got to post at 6 p.m. That's when most people get off work. They check their phone. I know these things because people tell me these things. And I hope it doesn't happen, right? I don't want to be a conspiracy theory, but time runs out on every fucking empire, every single one of them. 
And I know I'm on FBI list. I know I'm on an NSA list. So <laughs> fuck it. But just, I hate the word sheeple. I heard the way, I, heard, I hate the word like wake up, woke, but it's time to like put things in perspective because it's quarantine and we kind of can see like how the fuck do they have all this money and yet there's people that out dying on the street. Oh, yeah. he's a meth addict. Like, who gives a fuck? He's a human being. Yeah. No, I agree. And I don't know. It, it's it's crazy to me because. No, it feels like sometimes we're definitely being treated like a third world country. <sighs> Did you see that meme? We're a third world country with the Gucci belt. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but yeah, it, it's it's true. You know, so. You know, well, you know, and we have a uh, we have good people that will run for office one day, and uh, you know, this this these last generations are they're different, and I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of good that will come. I'm very optimistic about the future. Uh, I, I, I agree, but I, I, if I'm being honest, I feel like it's just if you know the history of the U.S., it's been violent history and it's something people don't talk about because it's like hollywood and it's new york and it's fucking but all these very romanticized in this very glamorous way it's like it's the u.s it's the land of opportunity you know like make your dreams in hollywood like it's you know like especially like we're both migrants like we know i'm a wet back you're a migrant i'm sorry i said i'm a wet back But like, you know, we both migrated to this country. Like I spent 10 years, 11 years of my life in France before coming here. And, you know, just the United States was like this, like the promised land. Like that's, it's still seen like that in some way, even in modern time, they do still see it like that. But, you know, once you live in the United States, it's it's very different. One thing I wanted to ask you because, okay, a little backstory, backstory real quick. There was a New York Times article like about 2015, mm-hmm. and this gentleman was from Holland, mm-hmm. and he wrote a like a I don't know what it's called, but like a piece where he doesn't work for them, but he wrote it for them, and it came up upon my Facebook, and I just read it because it said I'm an illegal immigrant and everybody loves me, and it was about a white guy, six foot two, blue eyes, like living the American dream, went to college, he would play like third string at some uh, Division two school. And people, like, he'd go to parties and be like, oh, man, like, can you believe all these fucking immigrants? They just come in here and take our jobs. And he's like, oh, you know, like, I'm actually an immigrant. They're like, well, no, you know, you're you one of the good ones, right? Like, you, like, nah, I'm here illegally. Like, my parents, uh, actually, like, we overstayed our visa and we're staying with some uncles. But since they saw that I was an athlete, they kind of let me stick around. And then the school offered me a job. And so I came here and then I was a walk-on. And it was just a great story about how like the U.S. is racist as fuck because this guy was six foot two, blue eyes, blonde hair, white, telling him like, you see those illegal immigrants? They did exactly what my family did. So the way you hate them, you should hate me. And they're like, nah, like you're okay. You're okay. You're not like them. You know, they come here to take our jobs. You're like, well, yeah, I have a fake social. I'm working at the AMPM. Like I'm literally taking your job. And they're like, but see, it's because 
you weren't giving me an opportunity. You know, if you were born here, you would have excelled. And he's like, it's not a fucking immigration thing. It's a racist thing because the students that were on the soccer team, they were like, oh, these fuckers, this, these fucking spicks shouldn't even be here. Like, we, why do we even carry soccer? We're like in the Northeast. Like, this is bullshit. We just want to fucking, this, this school is becoming a, a liberal school, just like the fucking, the West Coast. And kind of like, he wrote an article saying like, I would tell them like, the reason you hate him is the reason you should hate me. And yet they were like, no, 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 no. Like, you're cool. You're cool. So obviously I'm fucking nice and brown and you have a obviously a light complexion did you ever feel anything like that where you were like hey i'm not from here but and then people because people told me all the time like oh no but you're educated i'm like i'm public school educated yeah i went to community college for a year but it wasn't much yeah did you Um, ever see that kind of like line in your uh, own experience to be completely honest with you like i understand the privilege, and I hate to use that word, but it's like, I see the difference between me as an immigrant and how I was treated to a certain extent though, because you know, there was, I'm half French, half Portuguese. So when I'm, I moved here, it was really hard for me to kind of know where I belonged because you know, like people saw me as white, but I, not i mean i'm white but i'm portuguese and well your complexion is white but yeah i have like people always think i'm armenian or persian or lebanese and so it was people didn't really know like what to do with me i think and you know um but you know i know that um I, i i didn't really have a hard time being accepted it was more when i talked and like i had an accent that people made fun of me a little bit more or like poked at like the words I was saying or the way I was saying it. I saw it in that way so much more than I did just being looked at differently because I was an immigrant. I was an immigrant from France. I, I was treated very well, but I also recognize that that's not the case for everybody. And I understand sort of like privileged path that like America has given me for being white like that and not that I relish in it or do I think like I'm better than anybody I just understand that this is the reality of the situation you know what I mean Um, but the only sort of like discrimination or whatever or like sort of judgment or mockery that I would see was when I would try to speak was that I you know especially in sixth seventh and eighth grade I went to uh, Huntington Middle School. I went to San Marino. I, you know, like very fortunate, like I said, like, but yeah, I, I got made fun of a lot for uh, being a foreigner, you know, and not speaking properly, not speaking proper English. When I met you, I, I heard an accent. When yeah. When I first met you, I, I heard, like, I, I couldn't put a, what's the word i'm looking for? i couldn't pin it like i can say oh she's from fucking belgium she's from fucking spain she, I, I just knew you were not from the u.s you know like you were foreign and now when i last time you were on i was like your english is like because i hear i have an accent i'm like this is weird but maybe i do and now i don't hear it since, since last time so i just feel like maybe it was growing up kind of thing because it's always been something i've been super super self-conscious about like I never like to talk 
I, or speak publicly or just in front of a large group of people because I do have that accent. And, um, you know, don't be ashamed though. Don't be ashamed. Yeah, I know. But English, I hate the French accent. Like I hate it. I couldn't pin it. I couldn't pin it. I'm pretty good with accents. I could pin it. I couldn't pin it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. I don't like it. Um, so there's that. It's not like, you know, I, I hate when I hear like French people with the accent. I'm just like, like, yeah. Okay. I I just meant, I didn't mean to like bring up memories or anything like that about being bullied. Oh no, 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 no. But it's just the reality, like, you know, and so, but I've, I've learned to accept it, but I still, uh, yeah, it's just I don't, I don't know. I always think I speak with an accent. So I'm glad to hear that I don't. You don't. I mean, at least I don't catch them. Everybody listening and be like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? That's what a bottle of wine does to you. But um, <laughs> I don't hear it. Uh, when I met you, when I, I obviously, when I talked to you in person, I was like, she sounds like she's from, and I was like, I wanted to say like London. And I was like, no, hers. Obviously, it's not. And I was like, maybe Germany. No. And then, no lie. Like, I don't know when it was, but I honestly thought Armenian. Yeah, I get yeah. that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when you said that, I was like, okay, maybe that's what I thought back in the day, but I didn't pin it. Yeah, I get Italian, Persian, or like Lebanese, and Armenian. So it's not a bad thing, I just mean. No, totally. And and you know what's funny was when I moved here, I went to San Marino Public School, which was all white, American, blonde, blue eyes. And I like wanted to fit in with that. You know, so all throughout like middle school, I want to be blonde. And then high school, I want to stay blonde. You and have blonde then, hair? Uh, yeah, I have blonde hair. I have blonde hair in middle school and I have blonde hair in high school. Then I went back to brown or like black for my senior year. But I still wanted to look, you want to, oh yeah, I got a picture. Um, but I still wanted to look white. Does that make sense? Yeah. Trying I, to fit in. You were a kid. You were a kid. Yeah. And now I totally just like really embrace that, you know, very exotic look. Though. Yeah. Like I always tell my friend, I was like, I want to look like a Jewish princess. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them that that's like total gold. Uh, oh. Yeah. I'll pull up a picture for you. Hang on. Or text to me. I, maybe I won't be able to see it through the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like one from high school. I'll send it to you. I, I just meant it as like kind of like how can I say not to you know everybody has their story talked a few episodes like everybody has a different story right but just reading that guys I was like he's like dude I was an illegal immigrant and don't get me wrong I came here at eight months mm-hmm. so growing up I learned the language I fucking apparently I speak it well so I've been cut some breaks here and there and I meet people that are like, damn, dude, like you have it easy. You speak English. I'm like, you know how much work it took? Like, it wasn't easy to learn a, n- a new language. No, and that's it's, why. It's tough. And it's so I, I always bring it up like, dude, maybe like circumstantial, it's easy, quote unquote, because I had the time to learn it. But like, by no means was it easy. No. No. It's, I mean, once, all right, once you get it, once you get English, it's, you know, then it's a really easy language to, to speak, but it's the pronunciation. English pronunciation is fucking tough. 
Like the way they pronounce it does not make sense to me as a French person, especially as a Parisian. Like we pronounce everything. And then you have like comfortable, which make no fucking sense because it should be pronounced comfortable, but it's just just comfortable. Like when you look at read or red, like Yeah, read, red, you know, and French is tough, like you're so young. Yeah. That shit is blonde. 15. Yeah. So. L- low key, it doesn't look like you. Like, I, it looks like you. But then when I zoom in, I'm like, that's her. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I wanted to be uh, all American. No, I mean, and that's adolescence, you know? Like, don't get me wrong. I was blonde for a day. I was blonde for a day because our football team, like I told you, Mountain View was um, gold and purple. So I did my hair blonde. For the next day, the purple to sink in. So I had my hair purple for like a week or two for the baseball team, like a little bullshit. But the same thing because it was just you know, the same. You, you're trying to fit in. Like now I look back at it, I'm like, why did I fucking have my hair fucking purple? Yeah. I was trying to fit in, be part of the team yeah. without realizing, even though that we we're all Mexican, that I just wanted to fit in. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I can totally get that. So. Yeah, no more blonde. I mean, I sometimes it looks good. Not gonna. It's a lot of maintenance, and then all the girls who are listening can attest to that. Being being blonde is a lot of work. Well, this is brunette, right? Or is this black? Uh this is brunette. This is my this is my nephew. How can I tell? You know, it's like no. Yeah. Well, the brunette looks good on you. Just keep that. Yeah. Thank you. I think I will. So I'm telling you, I'm gonna get my uh, Jewish princess gold. <laughs> So, but yeah, your high school, the, the one off San Anita, right? No, 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 no. Okay. For some reason, that's what I thought of. San, Mount San- View and Monte of the 10 and the 60. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're way down there. Yeah, way I- in the ghetto, way in the ghetto. You're thinking like the privileged schools over there. Uh, and you're thinking I- Arcadia. You're thinking Arcadia. <laughs> yeah, I went to Arcadia High. Did um, you? I did. Yeah, graduated from Arcadia. Um, yeah, so- we're, we're like. 30 minutes away. What's the high school that's right by the cuff of Arcadia and Almani? Right across from like Sam's Club. Do you know? Royal. Royal. That was our, yeah. Right. See, that's like upper class Monte. Those are the those are the kids with one dad works and the mom stays at home and takes care of you. <laughs> that's fucked up. But. It's fucked up, but that's life. That, they, they, those are the single income households that those okay. are the what do we call them? The Perez and Rodriguez that vote Republican oh, because okay. their parents were immigrants, but they don't want more people coming in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. That's one of the things that I don't know how it is uh, as far as Europe, but as far as Latin America, Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, Brazil, even South, you know, obviously Brazil is uh, South America, but like Chile, Peru, Uruguay, Argentina. It is one thing that doesn't make sense to me. Say it was me, right? I'm the legal immigrant, and then my daughter comes here, a kid of mine born in the U.S., and then her kids are all super racist. Like, immigration is not good. And it's like, you do realize where the family comes from, right? Like, you do realize you have a, quote-unquote, Hispanic, but pretty much like, I'd say, a Peruvian, Colombian, Argentinian, Mexican, whatever last name. Like, you do realize where we came from. It's like, immigration is going to kill this country and like what 
And I met so many of those people that are second or third generation. Cause you know, even though my parents were legal and myself, I'm illegal. So I say I'm first generation because I'm pretty much the legal one. Like my daughter, I'm like, you know, you got to carry this name. Even though she's four, I try to tell these things to her, like in a subtle way, like, you know, you got to learn Spanish, right? She's like, why? I'm like, because one day your kids are not going to want to be like Papi. She's like, I don't want kids. And I'm like, okay, she's too young for this conversation. Yeah. But (laughs) back to the point, I'm like, it's fucking crazy to me how most of our own people, I don't know if it's, that's why I said, I don't know if it's like a Latin America, South America thing, but how like they're so against immigration, even though their parents or grandparents came here illegally. And then they say, oh, we came here legally. And then it's like, no, they didn't. They just fucking had an anchor baby like Melania. <laughs> yeah. 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 Melania came on the Einstein visa. Yeah. So smart. <laughs> so smart. Uh, in France, I mean, you know what? I can't really, I mean, I haven't been back to France in 15 years. So I'm kind of out of touch with the, uh, the norms over there and just like kind of how people feel on some sort of like social issues. The only, you know, example that I have is my own family. And, you know, uh, we, my family, my great grandma migrated from Holland. So yeah, one was from Holland and the other one was from Belgium. So we're, you know, third generation French. I was born in France. Um, but France has changed a lot in demographics and there's a lot more xenophobia in France going on, especially particular with Northern Africans, which mainly compose of like Algerians, Moroccans, and Tunisians. Um, there's a lot going on with that. There's been like mass migration from Africa. So, you know, um, they, yeah, that's, that's who they're, they're going against, but you know, I, I, I can't speak like I do have my own opinions with with um, with everything, but I can't say for sure this is the right thing to say because I haven't been in France. I don't know what it's like to live in France. I don't know what the original French migrants are going through, but I also don't understand, like don't know what the immigrants are going through over there, too, because northern Africa was colonized by France, you know. Yeah. They, they went over to France and they went over to Northern Africa and they fucked shit up over there. You know, it was very imperialistic. Something that we do here as the United States yeah. of America with modern imperialism. So I, 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 I can't give you a direct answer or like a direct opinion because it would just be based on just like ignorance. And then when they win the World Cup, though, it's like parade. We got, <laughs> got, what would he say? We're all friends. We're all, yeah. And that's that's the thing that sucks. I mean, done. We don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's all they are. And you know, they spoke about that. I know Trevor Noah did a a piece on that um, when France won the World Cup last 2018, so last year or two years ago. Two years ago. Um, You know, they were talking about the African migrants because we also France also has a high migration of number of immigrants from Senegal and Cameroon, and you know, um, so they talk about the African players and how French people are so quick to deem them French and they're, 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 you know, they're part of our country and our nation. 
but then when it comes to like everything else they don't really accept you know african individual into french culture which is very true you know but i also grew up in the french projects so mm. i grew up with mainly africans and and you know moroccans tunisians algerians a lot of portuguese people uh, some spaniards but mostly it's just you know minorities and i grew up with them and like i it's just it's hard for me to to think of them as anything but french you know for me that's who they were my friends were Af you know they were they were africans and they were muslims my cousins are muslims i have cousins you know they're moroccans their mom is and and um so yeah and so it's so i can't give you a straight answer no no just yeah, yeah. so but there's lots of shit going on over there too yeah france is in, in a bad bad shape right now i think it's weird to say but i feel like the whole world is the whole world is in really bad shape right now but can you hold it down real quick yeah right back yeah um yeah i just think uh we're in for some transformative times. Just keep talking though, because okay, no matter what, fucking okay. go off on a rant or fucking bring up some other subject you want to bring up, and then I'll come in and jump in. Okay. I fucking hate Donald Trump. Okay, say it again, dude. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my friends, she was like, "I'm sorry for cussing on my dude." Say it again. Fuck those people. Like, dude, fuck it, dude. It's your show. It's your show. We're gonna talk about how we're gonna vote for our senators, and we're gonna okay. Take Start it off. I'll jump back in. Okay, yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, I can't vote. Disclaimer, I cannot vote. I am a green card holder. So there is no reason why a green card holder should know more about politics than an American. Correct? But, uh, no, seriously, guys, I'm kidding. But um, vote, vote for your senators. You know, um, learn about your senators. And I mean, California, we're pretty much in the green. We're blue. We're uh we're blue state, but it's it's really important to know about our elected officials and who runs what, who runs our state, who runs our counties, who runs our, you know, even our cities. It's 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 really important, um, you know, our our Congress, who who is representing your district, who is fighting for you in D.C. Um, for your rights and for your roads and for your and your public schools. Um, but our set our Senate election in 2018 are going to be really important and we really need to focus on that um i don't think that there's much that we can do about the whole trump and biden situation it is what it is um we should probably focus on who flipping um senate seats and i mean i know in california there's not much that we can do but i hope that it's a message that you know the entire nation will start to kind of um i don't know construe i guess or like social media or you know um any sort of news outlet that it, it's, it's really important to uh that we flip those seats and take over the senate just like we took um the house in 2018 um you know for those of you who don't know what a lame duck president is it's uh pre pretty much a president sitting president incumbent president who is not able to pass any legislation and just pretty much just is like a lame duck. All right, we're talking about lame duck presidents. Oh yeah. And what the term lame duck means. Oh, nice. Oh, Michi Lava, orale. 
or the Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Continue. Oh, yeah. I noticed your vanity. That's like a little, not Buddha, but then I see a little heart. I was like, damn, that's nice. Oh, yeah, I made this. It's uh, That Buddha actually holds my uh, my Google Mini. And then I, I had all this space here, and I didn't know what to do, so I just uh, I made where's it. Your, where's your pink hat? Oh, my pink hat? It's hanging over here. Put it on. Oh, my, my fedora? You want yeah. me all right. I messaged you, said, hey, wore that during the episode. No, it doesn't really go with my outfits, but... Uh, You're sitting on. down. I can't even see your outfit. That's true. Touche. So, um, yeah, I love... I'm a big fedora person. I, I only have four. I had ten, okay? And then but? when I got all, I got them... Somebody stole them out of my car. So I have to start all over again, but these are really nice. So I'm glad I have these, but yeah, this is my, uh, my Lady Gaga fedora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on, smile. Ready? One, two, three. There you go. Can you see that? No. Bring it higher. Yeah, I can see it. Nice. Approved? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. You got to wear it though during the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you were saying about lame duck presidents. This is a great thing about a podcast. You do whatever the fuck you want. They're still <laughs> listening, just so you know. They're still going to listen to this shit. They're going to say, Hector, I don't like the way you call me out I'm about listening, but I did listen to it. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, lame duck president, just president who can't get any uh, legislation passed. Oh, oh okay, okay. But like, uh, as far as like Trump um, losing the Senate? Uh, yeah, so if Republicans can lose the Senate, which would be great, flipping 23 seats. Uh, but I mean, like, there's not much that we can do as Californians. Like, a Democratic senator is definitely going to win. Like, we're our senators, they're going to win for sure. It's going to be Democratic. But we have other states that we really need to flip. Mitch McConnell needs to go. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking, where is he from? From Kentucky? And, and, the lady who's running against him is is gaining a lot of momentum, so it's good, you guys. It's good. We gotta they gotta keep going. And the, the crazy thing about him is, he's not even that well liked in Kentucky. No. And gerrymandering. Google it. Go look it up, and look what's happening in these fucking Republican states. Yet all the people that vote are voting for him, which is odd, right? Like nobody wins by like sixty percent. That's that's unheard of. Like I could this own show would be like, hey. What do you think about the host? Was he good? And I'd make up a bullshit ass host. And I, even I wouldn't win 60%. Like, uh-huh. People don't vote like that. No. Unless you're in fucking Russia with Putin. But other than that, nobody's like. Yeah, no, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, McCon- no, Mitch McConnell's seat is, is going to be a, a huge. That's a huge one to flip. So um, have you ever seen Hannibal? Hannibal the movie? Uh-huh. Like yeah. the second, like the second part to Sansa the Lamb. Do you yeah. remember? Do you remember Gary Oldman and Hannibal? He was like in the bed, and he like he had been eaten by uh, Hannibal Lecter. He looks just like like I love to like like uh, compare Mitch McConnell to him. I'll show you a picture. It's been so long, honestly. Yeah, he it's it looks dead on. It's Gary Oldman in in Hannibal. Hold on. But he looks just like Mitch McConnell. Oh yeah, somebody actually did the whole, the 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 comparison. Oh shit, he does. Yeah, 
He totally does. He's all eaten up. So I always think of that when I see Mitch McConnell. Have you gotten any friend requests since it started on Instagram? Look, I'm going to show you. Can you see where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? This way, right there. Okay. Uh, mm, no. You have, oh, yeah, these are like your analytics? Yeah. It'll, it'll be like 20 people followed you right now. Well, not followed you, but went to your page from my post. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I kind of trip out. I'm like, yeah, should, I, should I now put them out there like that? My page. Oh, one more time. They went to your page or they went to my page? From my page, they went to your page. Oh, they went to my page? Oh, that's crazy. You can see that? Yeah. Oh, my page is not that interesting. No, don't don't have a, a professional page. They they limit the shit you can post. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you pay for it so that more people can see it. Like, look, watch. You can see right here, right? That's, mm -hmm. my, friend. That, that's my friend's son, right? Uh-huh. You see it? Uh-huh. Tap it. I'm blocked because I got too. You see that, right? Watch. Yeah. I got too many followers like the last few weeks, so I think I'm running a bot farm or some shit. So they blocked you from having any sort of interaction. I, I can only um, post stories and reply to DMs. Like I can't post. Like I can't send you a DM. I can only reply to your DM, and I can only post stories. Yeah, you have to have like real interaction. Yeah, because I got too many followers, so they think I'm like. It's crazy. And people think like, you're full of shit. You're not really doing it. I'm like, watch, watch. Let me show you something. And I was like. How long does that last? How long did they put these? Uh, they gave me seven days on the second. So on the ninth. Yeah, a week. That's fucked up. It is, right? Like, dude, honestly, this is the best the podcast has ever done. Like, by far. Like, it's crazy to my humble ass. Like, I can't believe this many people are listening. Like, honestly, like, you know. I'm a little bit of a dumbass. <laughs> oh, you're drinking a bottle of wine about to open up a Michi. <laughs> and people are enjoying it. That's why I keep, ah, fuck it. Let's keep making them, right? I'm keeping making yeah. them. No, it's dope. I don't think it is. <laughs> Somebody asked me, would you listen to your own show? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Some dumbass wetbag talking about who knows what with his friends. Like, I don't give a fuck. But keep listening. I love you yeah. guys. But, yeah, hey, I love that hat. But, um, no, I probably would if it was like a friend of mine and shit. And that's how it started. Like, you know, mostly my friends were listening. And then now they're like, oh, like, so-and-so said they didn't like your show. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I were to show you the last week listeners, I'd be like, one out of X amount. I'm like, Pff. but I, I, I'm humble. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to fucking inform you guys, bore you guys, fucking make you laugh, talk about tarot. Whatever it may be, I'm just glad you're still listening. Because I know the, the diehards are diehards. Like, you know how Trump has a little campaign? Yeah. I'm about to start my own fucking cult. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to have a fucking cult like a motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, it, honestly. You can start your own, your own commune. I'm not religious, but I might be a messiah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Whoa. That's how it starts. Yeah, I mean. Started from the podcast. Started from a podcast. Uh, my my saying is like my future is too bright, so I just throw my shades on. Like I can't see. Like it's look at this. Look at this. It's too bright. Oh, funny. Yeah. So I hope they don't bother you like that, like in a weird way. Like they're just pretty cool most of the time. I haven't had anything, so it's okay. All well, maybe they're just like stalking from afar. Is your profile uh public? 
yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> They're just looking. Oh my god. Like, I'm sorry. There's nothing to lurk. Like it's just a bunch of dumb selfies and like a bunch of fucking clown posts. Clown posts. Yeah, like I have a lot of like Pennywise and uh like yeah, like I see yeah, like like the Joker. I mean I don't, I don't see any clown posts. Really? I'm like I shouldn't be on my phone. Uh, maybe it's just one part. Okay, just kidding. But I do Oh I, okay, I see I see yeah. Joker put yeah, a, put on a happy face. Yeah, and then if you go down there's like some more clown posts. I took a, I actually archived a bunch of them. So I had a shit ton of Pennywise post. So, love me some Pennywise. All right. Mm-hmm. I like Pennywise a band. Are you familiar with Pennywise a band? Yes. That's... Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to music, but I know I know who they are. You don't listen to music? I listen to music. I just never really got around to listening to Pennywise. I mean, I know it was like kind of like a harder punk, right? Yeah. So. How do you feel about reggae? Am I too loud now? I feel like I'm too loud when I came back. Like, You're good on my end. Uh, not a big fan of reggae. I mean, like, I listen to some Sublime, if that's even considered reggae. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like Sublime. I've said it before. People are going to hate me for this. I don't like Sublime. Yeah, I, there's like, yeah, I like, I like reggae. It's just, so, m- my pen's in another room. Yeah, sorry. Go get it. I'll hold it down. Okay, I'll be right back. So I know you guys are enjoying this episode. Um, I think you guys heard that. Just popped open. Uh, Modelo, chelada, tamarindo, picante. This shit is crazy. Like, it was supposed to happen like two, three weeks ago. It didn't. And I was like, all right, cool. And, and thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. A little. I appreciate you guys. Honestly, it's been fun. But I think in the next two weeks, I might go back to the posting once every two weeks just because there's a lot of things going on and uh you know obviously it's been great no lie this week has been the most listened to Uh, let me show you the numbers Uh, the most ever downloads in the history of the podcast and we only jumped up seven spots because honestly it makes sense like this is where the big dogs are are at you get me like this is where the big 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 timers are at like where i didn't get ten thousand listens right like in one week but where ten thousand spots only moves you up like 20 spots and we moved up seven so just throw that up there in comparison you do the math if you want but we moved up seven spots in the in a few of the categories we moved up one in one major category which is a big deal to me and I'm sure you listening, like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I'm here to listen to other people talk, not you. And, you know, I respect that too. And the other one, we moved up like 50 spots, but that's worldwide, which doesn't mean shit. But yeah, so, you know, it's like, sadly, sadly, for those of you still listening, like the peak hasn't ended, but it's just starting to like, to hit its peak like in the next week or two which is cool which is cool and i appreciate you guys listening to it um as of now the highest we got was 2431 which is crazy to me if you ever told me um there's a, you're back okay 
Hi. All right. So I was just telling the listeners, I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful. There's over a million podcasts in the world. And in the last week or two, we hit the top 3,000 in the U.S. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So a lot of people are going to hear you. So <laughs> sorry for them. I'm sorry, you guys. No, she's, she's been great. She's been great. She's been adorable. She's good. Um, so this week we're on. Think about this. Think about this. Um, in the last eight weeks, listenership went up 400%. And in this week, we went up 20% from that, from the last spot. And I only jumped up seven spots, which is good in its own right, right? Obviously, you want to improve. You don't want to go down. But that's a lot of fucking listens to, like, hardly make a move. I'll show you. That's <clears throat> The bottom, awesome. the bottom two are the like important ones. Mm-hmm. Top one's pretty cool. The top one's pretty cool because you want to make like a top two hundred list. I honestly thought I was gonna make it, way wrong. <laughs> I only moved up like five spots, and I'm like a little humbled because I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, they should see enough. And then you realize the type of numbers they're putting up, and it kind of puts you in per- perspective. Like, because a lot of people saw me jump uh, two, three weeks ago since you came on. Think about this. I don't know. Make up a number. Throw a number at me between 1 and 100. Like 78. Times 400. Yeah. That's where our listenership went since you were on. Like, since, because right at the quarantine, like, all my friends started listening to it, started sharing it, started. I shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm like, dude, I was telling them, like, dude, once I start working again, like, I'm pumping two, three episodes a week. I'm probably going back to two a month. I got my own shit to do, you know. I want to do this. I want to do this. I love it. It's fucking fun. I enjoy having this conversation with you. At the end of the day, still got bills, still got this, still got that. So once it gets to that where I'm like, hey, man, I got a studio come down and everything, things change. But as of now, I'm like, it's been a fucking fun ride. And my episode before you, my homie was like, hey, man, you got a fucking mullet to commemorate. <laughs> I got a fucking mullet. That's funny. Uh, you know, live a little. I keep saying that. I, I honestly, I don't give a fuck what people think of it. Because you cut it, right? And I saw your post with, um, it's like a Joe Exotic post. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. Theo Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, I want to get that haircut low-key. Like, if looks didn't matter, I would totally get that haircut. It's ridiculous. Fucking uh, And blonde. Uh, See, that's the great thing about being ugly. When looks don't matter, like, you do whatever the fuck you want. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, I just shaved for the first time, like, in three weeks. Nice. I looked at my razor, and I was like, shouldn't have shaved, dickhead. Like, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm, and this is not being bragging. I was just talking to, like, through social media, like, through my old ancestors, like, what do I need to learn about my people? We're survivors. Oh, all right. <laughs> what else? Are like, this is who we are, you know. And they push us down, and we just keep coming up. And I was like, oh yeah, because I heard we're acid. Like, how did you hear you were acid? I was like, I'm not stupid. Like, if you're telling me Oklahoma, I grew up in Oklahoma. Be like, oh, so you must have some. Yada yada yada. 
ancestry. You grew up in Arizona. It must be Cherokee. I know Jalisco. Like, that's why people get mad at me. Like, you can't be from Jalisco. You're too dark. I'm too dark to be from my third world country. That's what people tell me. It's crazy, right? Like, why would I make up being about somebody? Like, if I had the choice to make up about anybody in the world, why would I say, I'd be like, hey, dude, I was born way too far to file fucking uh, amnesty. So I'm going to be from this specific part where it's all fucking gang related. Doesn't that up? But that's where I'm from. Cool. Oh, nice. Very cool. When did you get that done? That was my first one. That was your first one? Okay. How long did you have it? 22. Oh, 21, actually. 21. Nice. Then I got, I feel like such a pussy. Why? 21, 22, 23. I haven't got shit since. Yeah, sometimes you just take some time. But you know what? It's better than just keep getting tattoos and keep getting tattoos because, you know, once you get to like your 20s, your tattoos in your 20s, they can be great and you can still love them at 30 or you can just be like, what the fuck was I thinking? And, you know. Purposely, I got these two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you, I'm not religious, right? We talked about it. People have come up to me and kissed my arm, like, oh, my God, you got Jesucristo. I'm like, <laughs> get away. I've talked, I have, man, I'm, I'm serious. Like, people have come up to me and they kiss my fucking forearm. I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> pre-Rona, pre-Rona for everybody listening. Yeah, that, that, those were packing simpler days, simpler days. Simpler, ah, oh, the good old days. It was the best of times. It was the worst of time. Uh, how, how many do you have? Uh, days in quarantine. No. Oh, me. <laughs> I have um, eight, nine. I don't even know. I have, yeah, I have like two on my arms. No, I have four on my arms. I have one, I have one on my, uh, inside my lip. Oh, oh, relax, Wheezy. Yeah, but I got it a long time ago. Let me see. Put it closer. Put it closer. Ugh. So it's supposed to say 17 in Roman numeral, but the tattoo artist fucked up for the second time for the refill and he added two extra bars where the two. So I have four bars. It's you can't really see it, you have to get up close to see it, but it's fucked up and I'm not getting my lip tattooed again. Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurts a lot. I mean, at the time it hurt a lot. So. Uh. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's seventeen for Cristiano Ronaldo's number. Oh shit! Oh, cause you're Portugal. Yeah, and I was born on May seventeen, and yeah, that was uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's number at the time. So I was like, I'm gonna get seventeen. Your birthday's coming up, then. How are you celebrating? Yeah, probably in quarantine. No, but I mean, what are you gonna do? You're in a fucking volo, or you gonna be like? No, I want Din Tai Fung. That's it. You what? I want Din Tai Fung. It's this dumpling restaurant in Arcade. I mean, they have them kind of everywhere right now. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's dim sum. It's like these dumplings. I think they're from Taiwan. They're super popular. They're fucking good. All right. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. Din Tai Fung's great. <clears throat> so they're pork dumplings for sure. Oh, no. What are they going to do? I was going to show you a picture. Maybe you can hear it. 
because this little wet bag is a big Ronaldo. Oh, look, here it is. Oh, ooh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Listeners, I'm sorry. This is just good content. <laughs> nice. Look. There's no sound to this, bitch. Oh, oh, can you hear me? Can I hear you? Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, they can. <laughs> no, I can hear you. <laughs> Is this a trick question? <laughs> that that was during the World Cup. I was. It was three two Spain, and then Ronaldo came and did that dirty move. I was just like. Wait, was that, oh. was that, the, that was the World Cup, you said? That was the World Cup against Spain. It was 3-2, and it was like the 90th minute stoppage time. I can bring it back up. This shit was beautiful. They used to make fun of him when he was younger because he would cry easily. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you leave, you leave Cristiano alone, okay? He's, he's fucking awesome. I love Cristiano Ronaldo. Not as much as I love Zinedine Zidane, though. Zinedine Zidane is king forever. Really? Even after the headbutt? I f- especially after the headbutt. How old were you during the headbutt? I was 10. I was 16. No way. What, what, what was 2006? Yeah, I was okay. 16. No, I was 17. 2006. Fuck. Yeah, I was 18. I was, 18. I was thinking 96 for some reason. Mm-mm. That's not a World Cup year, heck. Eh? 98 was- no, I remember 98. That was the first World Cup I remember. It took place in my... The final was in my city in France. And no way. Had- yeah, they built the 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 Stade de France, the French stadium, for France against Brazil, and yeah. France won the World Cup in Paris, which was bullshit. Which was definitely one of the best days of my life. Like, really, I remember this day? Yeah, it was really cool. And I was only what nine years old. You know, it was the best day of my life, but it was a dope day. I remember. That's crazy because. Mm-hmm. I remember we were like celebrating in the street for days, but the night that it happened, just, like the streets were crazy in Paris. It was nuts. Even I just remember as a kid, like it was, it was still like very emotional. I remember like people were crying everywhere. Like it was just big old zing 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 Fucking love it. And this is why I love the World Cup. Oh, I'll do the in it personally. I'm a, I'm a big sports fan. I know people are going to talk shit because I said some things. I'm like, I don't pay attention to everything, dude. I used to pay attention to every single thing in my life revolving around sports because I thought my dumbass was going to be a sports anchor someday. Not a reality. So I can't pay attention to every single thing. I say World Cup, Olympics, a national team, and then like winning like a World Series, Super Bowl, and everything. Like, oh, dude, the World Cup is like, world watched it doesn't matter if you have the fucking most expensive country or you're a third world country like brazil brazil always wins because they have the best soccer players not because they have the best team it's just what they've been doing for fucking a thousand years and it's so fucking beautiful to watch like when spain won the euros and the world cup and then the euros and here comes fucking belgium about to win it all and they never do and italy wins 2006 and then fucking brazil's back not cool. <laughs> the what? I said, fuck that. That was not cool. Italy winning the World Cup. 
the, that's your rival, right? See, because with Mexico, it's like everything since the U.S., but the U.S. never done shit. It's always been Brazil. You know what? It's funny because when people, I, Americans say that they're not into soccer, I understand them. I do. Like, I'm not trying to be like, what? You know, they'll be like, it's boring. I'm like, no, you know, it's all in the feet. It's, it's just, it's a different way to watch the game. Like, you watch, you know, like um, football or baseball, like, it's, I don't know. It's just even baseball that's pretty slow, like, compared to, like, a soccer game, it's, it's still very, like, when it's broadcasted just to watch, you know, you still have shit going on. But soccer's not like that. Soccer just pans and then goes back. Like, it's very slow and it's just, it's all in the out. It's all in the art. It's the feet. And it's the players. Like, the players are regarded over there like these fucking gods. They're everything. Our soccer players are everything over there. You know? Did you play any sports playing growing up? No, I did martial arts. Oh, um, you talked about that. You talked about that. Yeah. Speak up on that. So I did Hapkido, which is a uh, Korean martial arts. And um, I did it from when I was 11 up until I was 18. And then <clears throat> I didn't do anything after that. But yeah, I went all the way to my red belt. And then I got injured in a tournament and I stopped. But I was two belts away from my black belt, which... I could have gotten maybe with it like another year, but I just stopped. I did like, yeah, but I, I did it for a long time. I sparred and I did kickboxing. So yeah, I was super into it. I go to the seminars. Um, I even did like my studio was featured in black belt magazine a lot. And they had self-defense training videos that they would do. And like, I did those for women's self-defense. Like I was really into it. And then and then I would turn 18 and I found out what partying was and my life changed. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Say. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I, I just made it because I wasn't a good athlete, but, you know, I used to play baseball and fucking, I was really good at soccer. Mm -hmm. But in America, we don't give a fuck. And in Mexico, like, it wasn't that great to be a soccer player. So when I was really good at soccer, my dad was still pushing me, like, on basketball and uh, baseball. And so when I started playing baseball, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I like this, even though I sucked. And it was pretty cool because I got to transition from being, like, a great to being, like, a fucking scrub. Like I fucking sucked at baseball, but I just personally liked it. And that yeah. was fun for me, at least, to be, like, able to be, like, the struggle within, like, the sport. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baseball's really cool. That's one I've never really, like, I can watch it, but some of them are like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and I don't understand, like, innings, and I'm like, so, like, I, I like to watch it. I've been to Dodger games, but I'm just like. Oh, the, be the best thing about Dodger games is, like, a little Michi, just hang out, yeah. chill. Dodger games are dope, you know, and I went with my friends. My friends are, like, really into baseball. And uh, so, but it's it's always cool, you know. But I, I don't fully know what the hell's going on on that field. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Just not the fact that you don't know, but just kind of like you've been here a while. And it's like baseball is like America's pastime. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because I came here when I was 11. And I never, I mean, like, I didn't grow up with baseball. So it was no way that I was going to join something like softball. You know? Oh, okay. And then, yeah, so I came here and I'm like, okay, like I played it in PE in high school. I was never like 
fully aware of how we played. Um, but yeah, like I was never taught. It's, it was, I wasn't. You were never hot? No, no, I wasn't. Is that what he said? No, no, I wasn't taught. Sorry. Oh, I never hot. I was like, no. <clears throat> Don't tell it to the listeners because they'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I was just wasn't taught about baseball. So, okay. Yeah. Is that like a, an American thing? Baseball? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I had like we don't watch baseball in in, in France. We don't watch baseball. Oh shit! Yeah, that's like a total American game. Like so, it's football, right? Cricket, like don't like what? Know. It's like cricket. I don't fucking know how to play, but I know that in England, that's all that they watch. It's like the same concept. Like baseball, there's a bat, gotta hit it. That's all we know. Have you ever been to a, a batting cage? No, never. Oh, dude. Yeah. They're cool, yeah. They're they're super cool, I've, but I've never been. So, really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, different cultures, right? That's what we're learning. That's what we're learning. Yeah, exactly. So. What about football? They, because I know there was an NFL Europe for a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know how. Well, when I was there, it wasn't <clears throat> that like not nobody was watching football at least in Paris where I was. And then none of my friends were really into it. None of my cousins were into it. I came from a Portuguese family. So we were like big about soccer. Um, but when I, my, my dad had a restaurant here in LA for a couple of years and we had this French guy that worked there and he came here on a scholarship because he played American football in France and he was really good. So he came and played, sorry, <clears throat> something in my throat. And he was playing uh, football here. But it was so weird. I'm like, dude, you're fucking French. Like, we didn't play this over there. But I guess it's it's pretty big because a lot of the kids that I went to and that I went to school with back in in France uh, in elementary, I'm still friends with them. Elementary. I like the way yeah. you said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ele- elementary. No, no, no. Because you're saying it like a French girl, but uh, not like is it? How do you pronounce it? I me, I have a fucked up ass accent. I say elementary. Elementary. Yeah, okay. that's the way I would say it, but I'm sure I'm wrong. I know we're both we're both immigrants. We don't know we're better. Both, yeah. <laughs> hey, now do you know what's great, 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 great fucking quote is? I'm sorry, this is my second tongue. Please teach me the English that you know. And people be like, "Ooh, this little wet bag. Let me teach you some things because they yeah. know English and that's all they know." But yeah, I tell I'll curse you out in three I- languages. Yeah, because, like, sometimes, you know, like, I'll be, like, hanging out with somebody and be, like, oh, this is what she said. Like, it sounds so funny. And I'm, like, you know what, motherfucker? What, this is my second language. It, yeah. You go learn a language and you get back to me. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. learning Italian. This is tough. Yeah, I, I thought because Latin and Spanish, like, it'd be, like, easy. Nope. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. There's no, there's no other language in Europe that is reminiscent of Italian except for actual Latin. Like Latin is the most, the, the closest thing to Italian, but not the French, not the Portuguese. Your boy like, fucked up. Your boy yeah. fucked up. Cause, well, guess you got to learn Latin now. Uh, nah, <laughs> fuck all that. Do you ever fuck with Duolingo? Uh, yeah. When it first came out, I would try to learn Portuguese. I still, I. You know, I feel like I should speak it better than I do. I have a younger brother. They might be able to talk to you. I have a younger brother and younger sister. Their secret language is French. They both took <laughs> French in high school, so they speak French to each other, like to talk shit about us. And so they speak French. They're English, Spanish, well, Spanish, English, and then they speak French to each other. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, what language should I do? And I, not a cop out, but I was like, all right, well, I've heard Italian before. I have Italian friends. It might work if I do wrong. Yeah, no, Italian, Italian's hard. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> you would have been, there would have been smooth sailing. Which Although, one? Just Portuguese. Portuguese? Is he, oh, fuck. I've I, I learned a lot, no lie. Oh, really? Do you yeah. like it, though? It's like speaking it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really pretty, too. It feels comfortable, no lie. I, I wouldn't use it right now. Like, if you were telling me, hey, fucking sing a sweet song to me. Like, no, nah, not yet, not yet. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe off the record, so I, I'm not fucking called out on it. But I, I feel comfortable, like, because it'll tell you, like, write this down, and I'll no cheating right like i could cheat but what's the point of cheating like i'll just be like oh, okay this sounds right yeah. and it'll say like whatever you heard like write it out and i'll write it out and it'll say like correct i'll be like i'm learning something because three weeks ago i wouldn't have no clue what this says yeah. so I, I, I on that sense like i like it but as far as like do i feel like i'm learning sometimes no gotcha yeah no but that's just how it is for for you know learning another language it's 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 just it's consistent but very slowly and it just goes over time but it takes a while you know it <clears throat> i took ap french in high school just because i could just get out of taking was it three years i think they asked so i just skipped a year and i took ap french and there were these kids in my class these seniors I was a sophomore and, and they were, it was mostly seniors in my class and they were so talented. Like the way that they mastered a language that was not even living in the country, just through classes from maybe like what, eighth grade, seventh grade, maybe all the way until high school. And they spoke so well. I, I was really impressed with <clears throat> like how cool that was that, you know, like I came here, but I had to immerse myself in the language. These people, that's, they only had, they were very limited in sources and they mastered it better than I could speak French. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Damn, like they had better, like they remembered way more shit than I even remembered learning in elementary school, you know, and they only had what, two years on me. So. Uh, Personally, I tried as far as like, Spanish, I speak it very well, but I make a lot of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, because to explain in English, you know, when you say, you don't say the car red. Yeah. You say the red car. car. In Spanish, it's the opposite. Same in French too. But not all the time. So if you say in the wrong sense, you're like the car red. And then people look at you like, what the fuck is he talking about? But if most of the time it's in that sense, mm-hmm. so when you say it wrong, you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that was my issue because I'd be like, "How can you tell?" And then they have all these rules like, "Oh, it's a fucking conjunctive sound, uh, conjunctive, conjunctive noun. When it's subjective, it doesn't. But if it's in a fucking Sorry, if, it's in, if it's in a fucking connotation or if it's in a this or if it's in a prepositional phase, I'd be like, do I, if I can talk to you in Spanish and I don't sound like a fucking buffoon, that's speaking Spanish, right? And they're like, no, because one day you're going to need to use all these. I'm like, oh, man. 
I'm just trying to fucking speak the language that I know and talk to you. Yeah. Like, no, it's because if it's in a prepositional phase, you got to say, while I know red is my favorite color, there is circumstances where blue might be what I'm accustomed to. I'm like, nobody talks like that. Well, that's proper Spanish. I'm like, well, speak proper English because nobody in America speaks proper English. So why are we holding ourselves to this standard? Because now I feel like a fucking idiot that I don't speak my own language. And so my mom was mad at me at 16. I was like, hey, mom, I'm not taking Spanish no more. She's like, oh, you're leaving the culture. I was like, no, <laughs> no. It's just that these fucking teachers want to be fucking so adamant about fucking teaching you this one subject. Even mm-hmm. though I have six other classes. And I still got to do fucking baseball after. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, talking about the whole education system again. And if I don't, then I can't play baseball. So I'd rather not take her class and fucking, and so I fucked up as a student. I'll say it again, I fucked up as a student. Where I could have just maybe paid a little bit more attention, but maybe she could have been a better teacher. Let's put blame on both of us. I'm just like, dude, this could have, because my Spanish now as an adult, like it's, I don't know how well your French is, but my Spanish sucks. Like it's really good. But for Spanish being my first tongue, like it fucking sucks. Yeah, because you lose it over time, you know. Uh, my French is okay. Like I can, I can converse. It's just when it you have to kind of start getting more detailed and, you know, like just to deeply conversate. That like I do get limited with some words. Like like today I was talking to my grandma and I was trying to tell her about you know this this idea that I wanted to do for school. And I had to like translate words. As I was like on the phone with her, I was like, hold on, it's this word. Let me translate it. You're still in school? Uh, yeah, I'm going That's back. Good. Yeah, I'm going back. It's my, uh, it's not my first time. It's not my second time either, but I'm, I won't give up on finishing. No, don't, don't, don't. I applaud you. I applaud you. I, I don't mean it like any yeah. word like that. I just mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So yeah, good shit. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to GCC. Uh, and Glendale I, Community College? Yeah, Glendale Community College, and uh, I want to go to FITM. Uh, so. The fashion industry, fashion, uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, fashion okay. institute of FITM, fashion in this fashion institute of, I'm lost. Design and merchandise. Okay. Yeah. Um, You'll but, do great. You'll do great. I hope so. We'll see. So, but I'm I'm starting fresh. So, we'll see. I'm excited. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm just a little. <sighs> it's been fun. Really enjoyed this. How's your michelada? I'm about halfway. F- nice. It's just uh, I haven't drank in a long time. Okay. I've been a little bit sober, a little fucking pussy. Um. Um, anything you want to talk about or anything you want to wrap it up with? No, I, I'm glad I did this. So no, I, I have nothing to say. I think I've, I've spoken enough. <laughs> All right. Well, this isn't a self-help podcast, uh, <laughs> but we wrap it up with the little words of wisdom. Okay. Like little, it could be about anything. I don't, okay. 
Oof. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Here it comes. Oh, let me let me talk for a little bit while you think about it. Think about it. Go take a little like fucking breather. Okay. Uh, it's a little. We call it words of wisdom because it's like it could be about fucking work, life, philosophy, whatever you feel like in your heart of hearts. Like, imagine. Think about this. This is true. This is a hundred percent true. The people listening might skip all the fucking two and a half hours we did and just skip to this point. And they'll just be like, episode 32, words of wisdom, and then they'll find your clip. So oh, cool. no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. But uh, yeah, people like this shit. This is one of the things that made it pop. The, I see your cat, the gatito. Oh, yeah, that's Gus Gus. That's what? His name is Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Pleasure yeah. to meet you, Gus Gus. And um, so, yeah, so if you want a break or if you want to take a minute and gather your thoughts, a lot of you can freestyle it, free ball it, whatever you want. Okay. I have but, an idea, but sorry, it's going to take me just a sec. Okay, okay, I'll keep talking. Um, so, yeah, so th- this is one of the favorite parts of the listeners that they like to like embody, you know, like they say, this is, uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to give myself too much credit. It's just a fluke. But yeah, a lot of people just listen to this part because it is very inspirational, very motivational, very, I don't know how to say it. Like it makes them ponder their thoughts and like think about their future. And uh, and it's just nice, you know, because everybody comes in here with a different, not agenda, but everybody comes in here with a different perspective. And then they get to hear people like human beings talk about things. So it's cool. And so it's been fun. Okay. I have something. Okay. I don't listen to these. Okay. Like the whole episode we just did, I won't listen to. It's all good. I re- do you want me to go or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can do whatever oh, you want. Okay. Uh, Okay, I just okay. I found this quote. I just I'm gonna do be basic as fuck, and I'm gonna read it. <laughs> a quote by Bernie Sanders. Okay. The ones that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Bernard Sanders, you guys. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. Go vote. Go vote for your senators. Don't stay home and don't vote vote please and i i shouldn't be talking again because i'm not a citizen but no you can't you can't because you and me personally like we want to this this yeah. country to do better yeah like i really do and i should get my citizenship i have to i've just been procrastinating but i love this country please go vote so important don't stay home and and just kick it just do it all right anything else no that's it thank you for having me on Hey, thank you for coming on. Anytime. We did, I think, three hours. Yeah. We planned for one. We did three. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are still listening, so shout out to your boy. Hit hit me up on the DMs whenever you want. That's Amber Pixel. Pixel, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Um, don't blow up her DMs, guys. Don't be fucking awkward. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, if nobody loves you, Hector loves you. <laughs> nice.